This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, January 12th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, starting this week and running through at least Inauguration Day, armed protests are being planned at all 50 state capitals and at the U.S. Capitol, according to an internal FBI bulletin obtained by ABC News. In addition, the FBI received information in recent days on an identified group calling for storming state, local, and federal government courthouses and administrative buildings in the event Donald Trump is removed as president prior to Inauguration Day. The group is also planning to storm government offices in every state state on January 20th, regardless of whether the state certified electoral votes for Biden or Trump. The FBI bulletin included a map that showed the extent of law enforcement activity related to potential threats surrounding election certification and the inauguration. Ed Farrell, the former deputy U.S. Marshal in Chicago, said regular law enforcement will need National Guard backup at some locations. Army General uh, Daniel Hawkinson, chief of the National Guard Bureau, told, told reporters Monday that the Guard is also looking at any issues across the entire country. As of Sunday, approximately 29 individuals and or social media accounts of individuals who unlawfully entered the U.S. Capitol had been identified. The FBI has received nearly 45,000 digital media tips and are now that are now being reviewed. A New Jersey congresswoman tested positive for COVID-19 following Wednesday's Capitol lockdown. Representative Bonnie Watson Coleman, who is 75 years old, says she believes she was exposed during protective isolation in the U.S. Capitol building as a result of the riots. A number of members within the space ignored it instructions to wear masks, said Coleman. They were encouraged to put their masks on. Unfortunately, it was not mandated, and it should have been mandated, she said. Uh, If they refused to put masks on, they should have been kicked the heck out of that room, she added. Video posted on Punchbowl News shows Delaware Congresswoman Lisa Blunt Rochester passing out masks to colleagues, some who refused to wear them. Watson Coleman is experiencing mild cold-like symptoms and is resting at home. Officials say Watson Coleman, who is a cancer survivor, is isolating and awaiting results of the PCR testing. She previously received the first dose of the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine, which has been made available to members of Congress, the Supreme Court, and executive branch agencies for the purpose of continuing government operations. Watson Coleman said that this was a super spreader between all of the people that breached the House, for all of the people that were quarantined in one room, and for all of the people that wouldn't keep their masks on. That was just asking for trouble. She represents New Jersey's 12th congressional district, which includes Trenton and Princeton. Several gorillas at the San Diego Zoo Safari Park tested positive for coronavirus virus and what is believed to be the first known cases among such primates in the United States and possibly the world. I turn fierce though, girls. <laughs> the park's <laughs> executive director, director, Lisa Peterson, told the Associated Press on Monday that eight gorillas that live together at the park are believed to have the virus and several have been coughing. It appears the infection came from a member of the park's wildlife care team who also tested positive for the virus but has been asymptomatic and did wear a mask at all times around the gorillas. So the, I know they really like, because they had a case with a tiger. Remember yeah. that it was a while ago. So they, so all like zoo employees are like they're very strict on them wearing masks. Wearing masks, and but the stuff. gorillas still got it. Do they think the gorillas might have gone to a block party? They think they were at a rave. Yeah, yeah, it was like an oh, underground man. rave that you people know how didn't gr- know about. You know how gorillas do it, man. Yeah. You gotta love that. Uh, the park has been closed to the public since December sixth as part of the state of California's lockdown efforts to curb coronavirus cases. Uh, veterinarians are closely monitoring the gorillas and said that they will remain in their habitat at the park for now. Uh, they are being given vit- vitamins, fluid 
diet and food, but no specific treatment for the virus. Aside from some congestion and coughing, the gorillas are doing well. Peterson said they are continuing to eat and drink. While other wildlife contracted the coronavirus from minks to tigers, this is the first known instance of transmission to great apes, and it's unknown if they will have any serious reaction. They said the real problem has been teaching them to Zoom because they keep eating the keyboards. (laughs) The San Diego Zoo plans to share what it learns with uh, health officials, uh, conservationists, and scientists to develop steps to protect gorillas in the forest of Africa. In sports this morning... The Eagles fired head coach Doug Peterson, ending a relationship that delivered the first and only Super Bowl title in the city's history. Peterson was expected to remain as coach despite a 4-11-1 finish this season, but multiple meetings with owner Jeffrey Lurie over the past week left his boss unconvinced that Peterson had the vision necessary for many of the issues facing the team, including the Carson Wentz situation. In a statement, Peterson said it was an absolute honor serving as the Eagles head coach. He added, as difficult as it is to say goodbye, I will always look back on my time here with appreciation and respect. The memories we made here together will always have a special place in my heart. The Alabama Crimson Tide are once again college football's national champions. Devonta Smith, Najee Harris, and Mac Jones led as the top-ranked Tide won in the national championship game, beating number three Ohio State 52-24. They finished the year at 13-0. The shorthanded Sixers lost to the Hawks last night in Atlanta. Trey Young scored 26 points, and the Hawks beat the Sixers 112-94. Joel Embiid led the Sixers with 24 points and 11 rebounds as the team had only nine players because of injuries and COVID-19 protocols. They are scheduled to play the Heat tonight at home, but it remains to be seen how many players from either team will be able to suit up the Miami Heat are also dealing with impact of COVID-19 among players. Tip-off is scheduled for 7 o'clock, and that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kat. So, looking at a full slate of stuff that we have to get to today, so let's reveal what we have in store for this Tuesday morning. First of all, cash, $500, two times loan with the Preston and Steve show, and then five more times outside of our program, no sad dough is what yeah. we call that. Uh, and it's real simple to do, so we'll bring you up to speed. But 8 a.m., your first shot at it. Don't miss. Uh, we have a number of guests on the program today. Um, Kathy, of course, mentioned Doug Peterson. Well, that's the big story. So we're going to have our buddy Deuces Rogers on from 6 ABC Sports. We'll talk to him in the 8 o'clock hour and get his perspective and take on that. Uh, and speaking of sports, we're also going to have uh, Elaine Vigneault on, the head coach of the Flyers. Cool. Uh, who's going to be checking in because season starts uh, tomorrow. Planning. They're going to have him start coaching the Eagles as well. Pat. Oh, really? So he's he's going to do, do a twofer. <laughs> okay. Uh, but he, he does get a, a, like a different title, not a big increase in pay. But I got you. Yeah. So green and orange kind of clashes a they little bit. It does. That's yeah, why like they do. Joker or something yeah. like that. The new yeah, Flyers so. color is now we'll green. See. All right. So we'll talk to uh, Elaine later on this morning. We also have Tattoos Day taking place today. So we have a chance for you to win a Preston and Steve Tattoo. $350 gift certificate for floating world tattoo and piercing. It's simple to enter. You just text the word tattoo to 39333, and we will see if you end up winning by the end of the program. So go for it. Why not? And then we have, it looks like, well, we have some giveaways from our Meet Need people stopping. We're by. hoping to. What? What? Because, so. yeah. well, we have Old State Tavern in. 
Oh. Uh, they're in media, and uh, they serve up, of course, ice-cold Bud Light and great food, including their legendary wings. So they're stopping by with some goodies, and uh, yeah, it looks it, like we do have giveaways. Yeah, yeah. but we don't ever... Until we actually have them in hand, you know what I mean? I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah we but never know. But the plan is to have that. We're working on as, as Ronald Reagan said, trust but verify. Yeah. So we will get to that a little bit later on this morning. Um, other than that, we'll just dive right into it. We'll take a break, come back in a second, give us some stuff away with a stupid question, the entertainment report. You know how that thing works. And we will be together on a Tuesday. We'll be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Steven's brand new deep navy blue and sparkling 24 karat gold dipped Twinkle Twinkle Rose is here. Don't miss out. Imagine the blue color of the sky just before the sunset when you can start to see all the stars sparkling in the night sky. See Steven's exclusive Twinkle Twinkle Rose now at IHateStevenSinger.com. Real jewelers, real roses with a real lifetime guarantee. Ship fast and free. Check out the entire collection of Steven's famous roses starting at only $59. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's see if you know the answer to the question I'm going to ask. It's a stupid question. We're going to give away a $50 Caravas Italian Grill gift card. So the question today, what's a dick for? 215-263-WMMR. Seriously? Right, see if you know the, why not? What's a dick for? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. I'm going to go to the birthdays while we're waiting for your answer. And we will start on uh, the 12th of January with, uh, let's see, Oliver Platt. Yes. Uh, the actor was just watching him. Um, just for fun, I popped the movie on. I've seen it before. We were kind of just hanging about the house. And I threw it on the next thing you know, we all sat down and watched it, which is Chef. Yes, and he's a really good movie. John Favreau, yeah, kind of plays his foil in that. Yeah, and he, it's great. It's a, it's, it's a really, it's a good. Kaysen was mentioning it, and that's why I was like, you know what, I'm going to go vote you know and watch what? that again. I love that movie. He was actually sort of a uh, peripheral member of the Brad Pack. Remember a while ago? Was he? Because he's in the movie Flatliners. Yeah. And that was a lot of those guys yes. were in that. You're right. Yeah. Kiefer Sutherland and Julia Roberts. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, He yeah. was the uh, the chubby fun guy in the group. Yes. Not, yes. not the hottie. He meant he was smart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've always liked his uh, his attitude, his uh, just his whole delivery. Uh, he's he's great in everything he's in. So. He's Goldblum-esque. He's uh, <laughs> 61 today, yes. Uh, it's Rob Zombie's birthday today. Wow. Oh. Uh, Rob Zombie celebrates his 56th birthday. Rob's been in the studio a couple of times, I think. We talked to him many times. Yeah. One time for sure he came by. And at the time, it was a go. He was doing a, a movie about the Broad Street Bullies. Yeah. One of the great missed opportunities, oh, man. man. Because he would have done a great job. Totally enamored of it. He's a total fan. Absolutely. We need that movie. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, it's not going to be him, obviously. And it fell through, unfortunately. But uh, nice guy. Cool. He's, he's a straight shooter. You ask him a question, straight question, gives you a straight answer. The horror fan, direct. Uh, the, the video for this. Yep. Uh, <laughs> just Dragula, right? He's, uh, yeah. And he's friends with Tom Papa. He directed right. Tom's uh, comedy special, and they, they've worked together a bunch in the past. It's an odd pairing, but they, is. they hang out. You're right. So you know he's a massive fan of Preston? Uh, uh, like, he has a an encyclopedic knowledge of the monsters. Really? Seriously? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't <laughs> well, doubt it. There weren't that many episodes, right? There's well, two seasons, I think. Two or, seasons, yeah. 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 So, But uh, he celebrates his 56th birthday today. 
Uh, two radios, uh, radio legends celebrate their birthday today. I always found this interesting that Howard Stern and Rush Limbaugh both on the same day, same birthday. That's yep. amazing. Uh, different in ages. Uh, Howard is 67. Rush is 70 years old today, but two absolute dynamos as far as having success in the world of radio I have created a type of radio that ins- like you know howard is his legend is is well deserved and, and, and rush has been you know yeah. i mean the amount of stations is amazing yeah. rush is in a bad way though he's right? in a bad way okay. yeah. yeah he's yeah. he's uh, he himself has said he is not long for this world lung cancer right yeah yeah uh so he's 70 today stern is uh, 67 the amazing creskin Magician and mentalist is is eighty six years. Where old are today. my keys? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is he is a showman. So he, I think he never, at least to the best of my knowledge, he never tried to indicate that he was somebody like Yuri Geller that could actually that said, yeah, what I'm doing I'm is really real. magic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's eighty six. Zach De La Roca, Rage Against the Machine, by far. The song that that gets me more fired up than any yeah. is probably this one. If I want to, if I want to rage, hence the name, I put this on and I crank it up. And this is my uh, souffle making song. Oh, Preston. it is. Really? Yeah, yeah. There's no way to listen to this song at a uh, at a respectable level. Yeah, just, no, yeah, no, no. Nope. You just have to turn it up as loud as your as your uh, system will allow. Uh, Zach celebrates his fifty uh, first birthday today. But hang on, I got to get to this part mm-hmm. right here. And that's all. Oh, yeah. oh no. <laughs> I already turned I it off. I walked right up to it. Yeah. Uh, so he is 51 today. Uh, oh, talking about her yesterday. Heather Mills' birthday. Oh. Heather Both Mills. legs blown off in a landmine accident. She right? lost the, all her appendages. Three, three quarters of her yeah. lower body was blown away. <laughs> She's got leg. Uh, yeah. But she does have legs. She has leg. Yeah. Uh, no, listen. The, the, the long statement to, to recap, I, I thought forever. <laughs> it's a mistake. That she had had her. I knew she has only one leg. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was blown off by a landmine uh, because she is very anti-landmine and she is pro getting out and making sure that... Uh, all the World War II landmines and so forth are... Is this Drop Dead Legs from Van Halen? <laughs> nice. And because of that story, my friend also believed that. Right. And uh, uh-huh. I had to tell her that was not the case. Now we forget, by the way, as the leg melody uh, kicks in, uh, she had kind of a... Uh, Acrimonious split with Paul McCartney. Yeah, oh, really. Yeah. yeah, it seemed like it wasn't. Uh, it real wasn't all easy. wonderful. Yeah, uh, it wasn't ballistic, but no. it definitely didn't go smooth. Uh, so she celebrated. She, actually, she kept her other leg, Preston. He kept her <laughs> he other kept leg. It? Yeah, well, son of a cool. Uh, so she turns uh, fifty-three years old today. Heather Mills' last birthday. Claude Giroux. Uh, G turns thirty-three years old today. Every. Uh, He's only played for one team. I think that's fan freaking we love fantastic, that. and we love that. So it was I, cool having him on in the uh, during the campout. It was, yeah, yeah. Was, his, son, and his son in the background <laughs> kept interrupting. It was adorable. Yeah, he kept coming into the room. Uh, Claude turns uh, thirty-three today, so happy birthday to you, Gene. We're going to talk to your coach a little bit later on this morning. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. What's a dick for? Two one five two six three WMMR, and I will go to Nancy. See if she knows. Hey, Nancy. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Nancy, what's a dick for? To pee with. Oh, you got it. Yeah! Hang on. 
technically it's like a movie question because it's yeah. spies like us. That's right. But, uh, there's a moment that uh, that's used. Uh, Nancy, hang on. We are going to set you up with a $50 Carabas Italian Grill gift card. Eating lighter, Carabas Italian Grill has got you covered. You can enjoy main courses under 500 calories like the Tuscan Grilled Pork Chop for those counting calories this time of year. Visit Carabas.com to view the lighter menu today. I almost said as I was reading that copy, <laughs> enjoyed main courses for under $500. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. That's well, great. That means you could, true. Yeah. you could feed a family for four for under $2,000. It's true. It's true. All right, uh, let's uh, start with some of these stories. Chadwick Boseman's widow, Simone uh, Boseman, had accepted the actor's tribute on her husband's behalf last night at the 30th annual IFP Gotham Awards. She had said, it is my honor to receive this award on behalf of my husband, an acknowledgement of not only his profound work, but of his impact on this industry and this world. Chad, thank you. I love you. I am so proud of you. Keep shining your light on us, she said. She also talked about how her husband made a practice of telling the truth. She said, uh, he is the most honest person I'd ever met. Uh, He actively searched for it in himself, those around him, and the moment. The truth can be a very easy thing for the, uh, the self to avoid but if one does not live in truth, then it's impossible to live life. She said, so it became how he lived his life day in and day out. Imperfect, but determined. He was blessed to live many lives within his concentrated one. Uh, he developed his understanding of what it meant to be the one, the none, and the all. A vessel to be poured into and out of, he had said. Uh, th- those, are, those are very salient points. Yeah, uh, Very like good that. points. And in fact, I think so, one of the hardest things to learn to do in life is to be uh, honest with yourself. Yes. You know? Yes. And and yeah, accept your faults and issues. Sometimes that's the hardest. I agree. So that's, uh, that's a nice tribute. Uh, let's see. As news of a new installment of Sex in the City drops, fans are bemoaning the absence of Kim Cattrall. We talked about this yesterday. She had long said that her co-stars Sarah Jessica Parker, Cynthia Nixon, and Kristen Davis weren't very nice to her, and they were never friends. Sunday night, the remaining trio had posted about the new project, describing it as Sex in the City, the next chapter. Fans immediately noted Cattrall, Samantha, was missing. Um, Parker, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker had, uh, replied to somebody who wrote, happy to see you back, but we'll miss Kim slash Samantha. She said, well, we will too. Uh, we love her so. Well, uh, C- Cottrell said she, they're not going to, she's not going to be the dead Parker. Uh, Parker also <laughs> shot down the rumors of a feud between herself and Cottrell, repli- uh, replying to one fan who had said the 55-year-old actress who plays Carrie Bradshaw in the series disliked Cottrell. She said, no. I don't dislike her. I never said that. Never would. Samantha isn't part of this story, but she will always be a part of us no matter where we are or what we do. So kind of backtracking. Does the original series still hold up or is it too dated? Good question. Maybe Marissa can answer that because she watched Marissa? it. Um, Marissa? Have you watched it recently and if so, does it hold up? I'd say it's about 50-50. Okay. So there's like some dating things that they do that are very passe now, but overall, then- it's kind of like watching Friends again. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You just got to... Uh, Keep it in mind. Cattrall, though, her character was was a big part of... She Was was she like the Fonzie of Sex and the City? Oh, she was the sex pot. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it, the show is the show because of the ensemble cast. It's like Seinfeld yeah. and taking out Elaine right, or something right. like that. It's, you know, it's four central members of the show. Right. Uh, let's see. What happens when the cameras aren't rolling on ABC's The Bachelor? Yeah! Oh, my God. Uh, the owner of the luxury Nemecolum Woodlands Resort in Pennsylvania, where filming of Matt James' season took place, spilled that sex and love <laughs> is in the Sex air. and love. Did you see this place, by the way? I've stayed there. 
Oh, you have. I texted you guys last night. Uh, I said, "Why uh, didn't I get that text?" You did. You, you did. have to look at your text. <laughs> you have to read them. Um, so yeah, I'm looking I, right now. I took my family to the Nemecolum Resort a few years ago. We oh stayed wow, there. it's it's fantastic. See, yeah. someone texted me after you texted me. Ah. It oh, was yeah. See, my door told me it was locking. See, that's a, that's a whole other conversation. Is the people who only see the last text that comes through, not even on a group chat, just one on one, read the things before it. Exactly. I can't. Know I, I'm a wealthy on. businessman. I don't have time. <laughs> uh, so the resort's CEO Maggie Knox uh, told Page Six of the show's shooting at the location. Sometimes there's some hanky panky going on. Hanky where- panky. Where it should not have been, but I can't tell you everything that was going on. We are on 3,000 acres, so there's a lot of land and a lot of woods out there. There mm-hmm. were things going on inside and outside of the whole of the time. She said, Exhibit A, we actually found a used condom <gasps> in a tree branch. Oh. <laughs> tree effing's the best. You've done that, right, Preston? You I, get up on the highest point of a tree and have sex? I have not. I mean, I if that's oh, the awesome. case, what a pig. Whoever... Is it the Bachelor? We or the don't know. We know we can't pin blame on. The, uh, it's quite possible other people staying at the hotel. Okay. Very Let's true. not forget the Shriners were staying there. <laughs> Why are you calling her a pig? It's okay for him to do that. Yeah, I'm talking about him, of course, not so her. Typical of you, Casey. <laughs> oh my God, I'm gonna miss. <laughs> I was talking about him pig. being a pig. pig. Uh, I never, Casey. <laughs> why? I never. Why? They say, God. Preston, the walls are covered in caked on semen. Oh, God, oh what a whore. <laughs> <laughs> we had, when when we stayed at the Nemecolum Resort, yeah. our, when we got there, our door wouldn't open because oh, of, of the dried semen. Oh, sticky semen on it. Why Don't they have, we had to call housekeeping to it, help us get in. Don't they have glass cases on every other wall in case of dried semen break no. glass? How did we get to this point in the conversation? Know. Because well, uh, Kathy brought up that the walls are caked in dried <laughs> no, semen. She likes to throw condoms in the trees. Casey was being a misogynist pig. Uh, where is this? Uh, it's in western uh, Pennsylvania. It's about an hour south of Pittsburgh. Okay, I remember. Yeah. Rem- sorry, I remember when you went there. I remember your pictures and thinking, I want to go here sometime. Yeah, it's pretty stunning. Play uh, golf there. Beautiful, beautiful golf. What was the place oh. you went to in West Virginia? Uh, that's the Green Briar. Oh, no, that was it. Okay. That was See? the one where I saw the pictures and thought, I want to go that's there. That's it. So, it's so, pretty cool, too. <laughs> uh, is it, our under- it has to be our understanding that as The Bachelor was being filmed there, they probably shut down the rest of the hotel, right? There was uh, Maybe. Because that- of all that semen being sprayed around. <laughs> well, there's multiple properties all over. There, okay. There's multiple hotels and, and uh, places that you can stay at there. Right. We rented a house while we were there, actually. So, uh, But the, the property's just... Enormous. Did you play the course, the golf course? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Played pretty damn well, too. I think I shot like a 78. I was, mm. I was on fire that day. Uh, but anyhow, uh, Hardy or Knox, the uh, uh, the resort CEO who inherited the property in 1986, holds an estimated $45 million worth of artworks, said wow. of hosting the show. Uh, people are bored. We're in quarantine. We are here to serve in any way that we can. We are here to make sure that all of our guests are happy all the time. Uh, while she wouldn't reveal plot details, she did say that, quote, hair will be pulled and weaves will fly. So, are there a lot of weaves in that group? I don't, I don't so. 
no ex- extensions probably yeah um what a commercial for this place though oh yeah you know it's, a, it's gorgeous yeah it, it is and there was like uh the last the bachelorette was at a la quinta in um somewhere in the southwest excuse me yeah it was like a a, a the high-end la quinta or whatever but it, <laughs> um whatever it's called it was like la quinta i don't know there's a word that goes after that and that's where they did the bachelorette but these guys get to stay at the nemico it's yeah. la quinta but a good one <laughs> yeah like right, that's the name of it <laughs> but Superior. a good one <laughs> yeah. Yeah, i like the la quintas i actually do I, yeah. yeah i stayed at one in Kanab, utah yeah, great. <laughs> they're, they're actually really nice. Yeah. So the Nemecolum, we did uh, we did backcountry uh, jeep excursions. Wow. They, they have a casino on the property. They have a, a zoo, um, the golf courses, and uh, they have these sculpture parks and Holy all hell. kinds so of crazy I'm, stuff. I mean, I, I maybe heard it in passing. I didn't realize it was that elaborate. Yeah, I'll show you guys. It sounds like the Just Say an Institute. I'll show you some of my photos. Yes, it is like two hundred thousand acres. Uh, Kevin Hart has signed a huge multi-film deal with Netflix. This Um, is good because he was hurting for cash. Yeah, it is uh, set to star in at least, or he is set to star in at least four movies for the streaming platform. uh, While he will also produce the projects via his Heartbeat Productions banner and has a first look production option as part of the agreement. He had said, partnering with Netflix is an amazing opportunity for Heartbeat and myself. I'm excited to act in and produce cutting-edge films with Netflix. Um, and the, he said, this business is about growth and my heartbeat team continues to exceed my expectations with their ability to develop stories and relationships. Uh, so yeah, four film deal from what I understand. Well, look at how that worked out for Adam Sandler Preston. Oh man. So, I mean, so Adam Sandler probably, the movies do well, but released theatrically as opposed to made available on Netflix. And on Netflix, it's just destroying. Mm-hmm. You're more, you know, well, you're more likely to put on an ad. I love Adam Sandler, but a lot of people may not make the trip to the theater yeah, to make it a hit. Right, you're definitely right, right. more likely to give it a shot right. if if it's right there in your yeah, house. Yeah. So, uh, so good on him. Uh, there are countless fan questions about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Moviegoers have been wondering for years to see if and how. Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool would be adopted into the franchise following Disney's acquisition of 20th Century Fox. And now, uh, Kevin Feige has officially confirmed a few key details about this long-awaited crossover. So Disney's deal purchasing Fox took years before it became official last year. And in that time, the fandom has been completely in the dark regarding the future of the R-rated property. While the House of Mouse early on confirmed Deadpool 3 would be rated R, there was no indication regarding if that threequel will actually be set in the MCU, and that is until now. Faggy recently addressed Ryan Reynolds' journey back to the big screen, saying it will be R-rated, and we are working on a script right now, and Ryan's overseeing a script right now. It will not be filming this year. Ryan is a very busy, very successful actor. We got a number of things we've already announced that we have uh, that we now have to make, but it's exciting for it to have begun again a very different type of character in the mcu and ryan is a force of nature which is just awesome to see him bring that character to life so they might fold him into and that means that avengers crew those characters not the x-men which they flirted with right you know with uh, with colossus and negasonic teenage warhead and all that stuff so I'm cu- really curious. And, of course, they'll do it, right? They do it better than anybody. So the way that they folded the Guardians into everything. Yeah. And, yeah. and if you could have someone, if you could have Deadpool serving as a commentator 
on all the characters, the oh beloved characters. It'd be hilarious. It'd be, it'd be great. And if they can somehow make that the bridge between the two X Men, oh and my MCU, god, you that'd that, be pretty wild. That's been happening for years in the comic books. Yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So uh, we shall see. But Feige has has kind of uh, tipped his hand a little bit. Uh, FX has ordered a six episode limited series titled Pistol about Sex Pistols guitarist Steve Jones, and it is from uh, filmmaker Danny Boyle. Oh. Uh, Boyle's amazing. Train spotting, slumdog millionaire, and he's directing and executive producing the project, which is based on Jones's 2018 memoir called Lonely Boy Tales from a Sex Pistol. Uh, the series features Toby Wallace as Jones, Anson Boone as John Lydon, Louis Partridge as, as uh, Sid Vicious, Jacob Slater as Paul Cook, Fabian Frankel as Glenn Matlock, Sidney Chandler will be Chrissy Hind, uh, Emma Appleton as Nancy Spungen. And Maisie Williams will be playing punk icon Jordan, who I don't really know anything about. I'm going to have to look that. I know some of these people. Others are going on. We'll see how. Listen, if he's at the helm, it's probably going to be pretty damn good. Yeah. So production is set to begin March 7th. Pistol will follow the rise of the band and controversy surrounding the 1977 album Nevermind the Bullocks and their single God Save the Queen. Boyle said, "This is the moment that British society and culture changed forever. It is the detonation point." For British street culture, where ordinary young people had the stage and vented their fury and their fashion, and everyone had to watch and listen, and everyone feared them or followed them. Probably be pretty good, man. Yeah. So we'll see. It's an interesting, uh, there's a lot of material there. Uh, So Sharna Burgess and Brian Austin Green are Instagram official. Sharna Burgess is a Dancing with the Stars alum, correct? Oh, she is. Oh, I believe I she know. is. Right, I just know Brian Austin Green. She, she was, was one of the dancers. Okay. No, she was a singer. No, yeah, I think she was one of the dancers. <laughs> no, yeah, she was a dancer. Professional yeah, dancer, not yeah. a contestant? No, I think no she, she was, was a dancer. dancer. Jinx, oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> I believe. Don't you love Nick's stop? stop at the very end? Yes. Hit that again, Case, yeah. if you would, please. No, no she, she was, was a dancer. Jinx, oh my God! Uh, so the pair have been spotted on a romantic getaway to Hawaii. Ooh, there go. She shared a what picture. I wouldn't give to go to Hawaii with Brian Austin Green, <laughs> right? Uh, and she she shared a picture of them. How's your boy, Brian? <laughs> she shared a picture of them sharing a kiss, and she captioned it, "Him." Oh. <laughs> Stab them both. I love those those captions. I want a volcano to open up underneath them. Those specific kind of captions drive me up him. the freaking wall. I'll keep him. Him. Like everyone's tagging a, a, a cologne ad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what else I hate? The wind. Yeah. It's mean because it is your fit, but when people are like, my life, my earth. Yeah. What the f- I, I know. I know. Hawaii. Him. <laughs> Scented with the smell of poi and palm trees. Oh, God. Him. <laughs> All right. Samoan who likes to date. <laughs> Here's another one, Kev. In the comment section on this post, oh, God. OMG, 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 I have no words. Well, that's like eight words. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of words that you put in there. Well, yeah. OMG's not a word. Okay, you're right. Well, maybe they, that's a, I don't know. But, but even saying I have no words has words. Yeah, yes. I have no. Those yeah. are words. Those yeah. are yeah. words. Those are words, but I'm g- is not a word. <laughs> Him. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm Austin Green, and I wear him. <laughs> All right. I'm Don Howard Jr. Uh, let's see. What else have here for your other relation? Yeah. What? I would love to maybe spend some time 
getting the worst quotes off of Instagram when it comes to. <laughs> oh, you my know? God, yes. Yes. Or just the most annoying ones. I mean, yeah. there, there, there are... There are grammatically bad ones. There are yes. ones that make no sense. But then there are just the ones that are supposed to be well, a statement of some type. Capturing and... the love. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Or like right, right. this. Yeah. This. this. You'll this. see that a lot. Yes. yes. I'm probably guilty Here. of it. Yeah. Um, I would love Carp. Carp. <laughs> <laughs> there are. There's a trend where, you know, it's um, two pictures. And you usually see it on yeah. Twitter. You know how it started, how it's going. I would love to see that with this, uh, this trend. Yeah, right, right. Him, how it started. Yeah, you know, yeah. Let, right, and then her, her drunk pissing in an alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Her, yeah. How it is now, piss. Uh, Kate Mara, love that gal. She reveals that uh, a teacher has reached its conclusion on Hulu. Uh, she told the rap there was never really in discussion about more seasons of the show. I've heard a lot of people who love the show and ask the question, where is season two? It makes me laugh just because, no, to be honest, there hasn't been, there never was really in a discussion about more seasons. I've never even heard of this show. What's the name of the show? It's called A, a Teacher. Huh. Uh, the well, I'm show, sorry to see it's go or I'm congratulating its premiere. <laughs> uh, follows her as a married teacher uh, who manipulates and grooms her high school student, Nick Robinson, into a relationship with her. Okay. There, there is quite literally too much oh, yeah. to see, too much to recommend. I don't go to Hulu that often. Me I mean, neither. There are a few shows that I'll go there for, like... Um, Handmaid's. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, That's the only reason I subscribe to yeah. it is for Handmaid's. And they're good at... Um, at uh, curating other shows like from fx or whatever so you can watch them via hulu or whatever but yeah i just don't go to that platform very often no uh, you know what though it's it's actually in the list of apps immediately accessible to your xfinity remote well actually i'm glad you mentioned that because i do have a (laughs) i do have a hulu story uh king up with all the streaming services of course can be expensive but hulu is offering u.s college students a special discounted plan at two dollars a month oh i think u.s americans have maps yeah (laughs) um typically not not uh, all u.s americans have maps but their ad supported plan costs 5.99 a month uh the new student plan which is an evergreen offer and will run for the same price as long as students can verify their continued enrollment offers more than a 65 percent discount students can sign up for the offer now by the way uh, check sometimes what you already have what you have accessible because of a subscription for example if you have Di- Disney plus I think is Hulu part of that as well you can or, buy they, that as a package you, you have ESPN you that's, have that's a package so right like you can get basic Disney plus which is what I have because I have Hulu separate from that right you know so I didn't need to combine the two or whatever. but yes that, that that's an option. So okay. there are a lot of times, for example, you may not know that you have Hulu on Xfinity. Hulu! Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, two bucks for students. So that's a good deal. Anybody else ever watch Letterkenny? It's uh, these Canadian guys and uh, there's a bunch of hockey players. It's one of the funniest, most underrated shows on TV. Really? Yeah, yeah it's a Hulu show. Uh, if you're bored and looking for something, I can't recommend it more highly. It's like Letter six or seven. Letterkenny. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, okay. it's been around for a while, but it's great. Uh, Tristan Thompson is wearing his heart on his sleeve Tristan. On, on Instagram. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, here's All another, here's another, right. another uh, profound Instagram caption. Okay. So he hit up the comment oh, section. Oh, it's a comment. After uh, uh, Chloe had shared a sexy pic and he wrote, my queen. My queen. <laughs> my queen. <laughs> yeah. From the makers of him. Uh, <laughs> uh, when the, your queen looks like a Kodiak bear. The on-again, off-again <laughs> pair got back together during the pandemic. Chloe is not Chloe anymore. No, I know. She is absolute. Now, mind you, she looks attractive. I agree. I like her personality. For yeah. the most part, I think of all the people I can stomach her the easiest. But she looks 
nothing yeah. like what she really looks like. She looks like a queen. You're my queen. Yeah. So that's hey, you're my queen. That's what he wrote. This queen, him, carp. Your Majesty. Uh, I am your serf. Let's go to, okay, story about uh, Tanya Roberts. Of course, she passed away last week. Her ashes. Are we sure? We're pretty right. certain. Well, she's her ashes will be scattered. That's a good sign. Uh, near her favorite place to walk her dogs in L.A.'s Laurel Aww. Canyon. Has, have they conclusively determined what, what, uh, what she passed from? They said it was from? sepsis, right? Yep. From a, uh, sepsis, okay. Uh, UTI? Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, uh, her partner, Lance O'Brien, had announced it. Uh, she had passed away on uh, Christmas Eve with her, while walking so, her dog. Steve, why did they edit out the downstairs nudity from Beastmaster? And when uh, did they do that? I don't know. I, it was probably to get a more uh, more access to a younger audience. You okay. Know, they wanted to make that. Um, the, mind you, that was, at that time, all those sword and sorcery... Uh, Conan the uh, Conan yeah. the, the various things that the people pubic hairs and the <laughs> yeah. vaginas. So, so what happened is, is that they that was all part of that. And they right. wanted to make sure it, they always do that. They want to make sure they're getting the largest audience. That's why it's great news to hear that they're not going to, you know, PG Deadpool. Right. You know? Well, because I watched Beastmaster not that long ago on one of the streaming platforms that I have. I don't remember ah! which, but I was like, let me see yeah. how terrible this is, and ah! it is. It is really bad. But when they showed, because he, you know, he basically, the Beastmaster, right. had the ferrets go and steal her clothes. And when I didn't see it, I was like, okay, did I misremember that? Because I could have sworn do I a saw search on, on, yeah. on Do a search on Tanya Roberts. And that was, besides her death now, because yeah. that obviously bumped the pube, or the, 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 the uh, that frontal nudity yeah. down. But it is there, and it was the first thing that came up. But you, get, do, you do get John Amos in that uh, kind of... Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, G-string thing. Leather underwear. Uh, you know what? I'll tell you what, man. I enjoy that movie. There's a, I don't there's know. a couple. I'll tell yeah. you the things I think are really cool. They're those creatures that turn out to work with Beastmaster. They that have the wings wrap around and and dissolve the people into cool. skeletons. Yeah, and then yep. there's the, the the witch that's crawling along the the, the ceiling. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was really well done. Yep. And Tanya Roberts. There you go, Case. Looking right there. Him, looking at him right there's now. There's her Beastmaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's wearing, it looks like she's wearing panties. Well, I don't know. This, that's what you got. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, we're moving on. So Netflix has officially renewed the Umbrella Academy for season three. Yes. Excited. They had to. I mean, they left it as a, a total cliffhanger. Uh, Steve Blackman is set to return as the showrunner and the Umbrella Academy comic co-creators Gerard Way and Gabriel Ba. Will return to uh, yeah. executive, uh, to executive uh, produce, and most of the cast will reprise uh, their roles. So, no word on when that might come out, though. Unfortunately, because you know, filming and things like that are difficult to do these days. I'm surprised at what they've managed to film during all of this. They got yeah. a lot. I mean, there's still stuff coming out, you know, and, and more stuff is stepping back up into production as these shows. You know, when when they go on hiatus and and uh, prepare for another season, I'm finding more and more that I go back and watch the whole damn thing Do you? all over again. Yeah. Do I, you glean a lot from that? Uh, yeah, a yeah. fair amount. I mean, we did that with Umbrella Academy season one. Yeah. And I'm glad we did because forgotten a whole bunch about it. I yeah. um, and I will probably do it again with Cobra Kai yeah. and all these other shows that I'm sticking with. You know what I mean? Go back and watch the whole thing. I'll do it with Handmaid's Tale. There's scant few shows. That I will watch 
Multiple. Over. Like, yeah. what I will do is as a new season ramps up, I'll watch two or three episodes of Just the last one. Up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's rare that I'll watch a whole series over and over and over again. I watched Breaking Bad for the second time, and I did it with my son this time. I there was so much that I had forgotten. Like you were that talking he was a about, drug yeah. No, I remembered that. <laughs> there, there was um, that was pretty obvious. Yeah. to remember. I think we're I think we're going to go back and watch uh, um, Cobra Kai with my daughter because we always like to have a show that we can sit yeah. down and watch yeah. together. And uh, and that's easy to consume because they're thirty minute episodes. Yes. And, and if you want to knock out a couple real quick, if you only have time for one, your thirty minutes is not too tough. But I think we're going to go back. Cool. She didn't watch any of it, and and, and I'm excited for that. To be yeah. honest, to start watching that again. Now, okay, so will you watch? You know, almost like prequel. Will you go and watch uh, Karate Kid one and two? Not two, but we we did watch one okay. with her, and that's enough. That's okay. enough to get you started. I think what you should do is go back to Happy Days and watch all the episodes with Pat Morita. <laughs> okay, and just move forward. Arnold, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> so maybe point. we should and watch do the that. Outsiders <laughs> history yeah. and watch <laughs> National yeah. Lampoon's European Vacation because Billy Zapka is in that. Oh, and Back to School, you got to yeah, do yeah, that as well. Oh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> just one of the guys because <laughs> he was Greg Tolan in that. Well, that should Vinny. give you a good context. My cousin Vinny. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. The Ralph Macchio Conan. Okay, Cannon. we got things to do. <laughs> All right, and then uh, let's see. I'd like to see Ralph Macchio's Conan. <laughs> Conan. One last story. Uh, John Riley, a veteran daytime television actor who starred on General Hospital and Passions, has passed away. He was 84. I did recognize, Kath, I pulled up his photo, and I did recognize him, uh, John Riley. Um, cause of death was not announced. Riley began his acting career in the 1960s with a guest starring role on Death Valley Days, also uh, Apple's Way and Gunsmoke in 1974. He replaced John Cullenback as Dr. Dan Stewart on As the World Turns. I'm Dr. Dan Stewart. And I'm his, here to swipe out your bed <laughs> His other early roles also include appearances on Quincy and Dallas, uh, but he's best known for his role as Sean Donnelly on ABC's General Hospital. My name is Sean Donnelly. I probably look like the doctor you had on General Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he joined the daytime drama. I brought joined, you your bedpan back. He joined General <laughs> Hospital in 1984 and left in 1995. He returned as Donnelly in 2008. It's a big world out there. A lot of tough decisions to be made. On the That's why I want you to rub this lucky bedpan. <laughs> on the General Hospital spinoff Night Shift. Would you put down the bedpan? And uh, for the show's 50th anniversary in 2013. This guy was all over daytime television. I was just yeah. going to say, because in that time when he left, he went to Passions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, he that, that's where he was known. That was this, his world. Uh, I, brought a, I brought the dwarf and the orangutan <laughs> bedpan. <laughs> Uh, General Hospital paid tribute to the late actor on uh, Twitter. So, uh, which ones are still on now of the soap operas? General I Hospital? No, yeah. I don't, it's still on, t- I believe on so. TV. Is well, it? we we talked about what was the one the other day we talked about that they're going to reboot it and uh, uh, all my children. Yeah, and they, that Kelly Rep is going to do it. No, no, she, no. She's she's, rebo- she's behind the reboot. Oh, she's behind. She's yeah, not yeah. going to be on it. No, right? no. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, they did like a, an online like YouTube thing or Facebook right. Live or I don't know, something like that, and it didn't work out. Okay. All right, uh, let's get to the clips. Ooh, here's a show, a rare show I watch, Prodigal Son. Yes! Follows Malcolm Bright, a gifted criminal psychologist with a serial killer father 
uh, who helps the NYPD solve crimes. In this clip, star Tom Payne explains how being on set has changed due to new COVID protocols. A lot of stuff which makes the job enjoyable won't be there anymore. And um, what I really enjoy is <laughs> you didn't know he's British, crew you? And, no. and working things out and, and it being kind of a group effort. And it won't feel like that in the same way. And, and me being the lead character, like if, if I get ill, then we're a bit screwed, really. Yeah. <laughs> didn't know he was a Brit. Had no idea. He was also on Walking Dead. He played Jesus. Yeah, uh-huh. that character. If oh, you remember him, him. Yeah, I like him. Oh, uh, the yeah. um, the actual um, one of the investigators who has a bit of a crush on him. Preston, you know that character that uh, uh, she's a. Um, the, the the cop or no 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 yeah I know who you're talking you know about. yeah yes. yeah mm-hmm. it, it's uh, you know, she's always lovingly looking at him yeah uh, oh yeah yeah she's the the um uh, she's like the 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 examiner the exactly. medical examiner yeah exactly. she's got yeah, a yeah. crush on him the, yeah. the Asian white lady yes. Yes. Oh, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. okay it's because uh, I I watched the, the first episode dynamic. and then a little bit of the second episode based on that, that continues that that relationship okay, I mean, or based... that, that fascination it's a little bubblegummy right so it gets yep. stay with it okay because I th- listen I was fine that it was just sort of like a Weekly Hannibal Lecter. Uh, the, the thing is, is that the impact of having a dad who was a serial killer on him and how he has to shackle himself to his bed. Yeah. And the mystery of this woman that was in this steamer trunk in the in the basement and how he, right. he you know, uh, uh, Lou Diamond Phillips sort of, he's, as a kid, he saves Lou Diamond Phillips from being poisoned by his father. And right, it, right. There's a whole intricate thing that builds more and more. But there, there are moments of, ah, come on, man. Yeah, yeah there know? are. But so yeah. all shows I, have that. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, season two of Prodigal Son premieres tonight, 9 o'clock on Fox. Here's the next clip. Uh, the film Redemption Day finds a decorated U.S. Marine captain on a mission to save his kidnapped wife from terrorists in Morocco. And here, star Sorinda Swan talks Stop about... Stop looking at me, Swan! What drew her, I know he's fast, uh, drew her to the character. Here we go. I liked that she had her own storyline, that she was very self-sufficient and strong and had this very strong, capable husband, but that it wasn't that she needed to be, in quotations, rescued. Yay! Redemption A is in theaters and streaming on demand. And that's it. That's it, man. That's all I got for you, gang. Yep, that's all I got for you. All right, we have a lot going on today. Tattoosday, Chance for you and I, Preston and Steve Tattoo. Text word tattoo to 39333. We'd love for you to win. Also, in about 50 minutes, your first chance at winning $500 with no sad dough. So get yourself set for that. Also, we got to talk about uh, the Doug Peterson. Yes. Uh, stuff that went down yesterday. Deuces Rogers from 6ABC will be on in the 8 o'clock hour. And uh, we're also going to have uh, Lane Mingo uh, joining us, Flyers head coach. They're getting set for the season tomorrow. He's the longest tenured coach wow. in Philadelphia. <laughs> 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 you oh got to put that God. in his introduction. Did I say Vin Go? You did. I think I said Vin Gogh. Well, he was a Dutch artist. I said Vin Gogh. Later on, Vincent Van Gogh will be Vin on. Vin uh, So he'll be joining us, the longest standard coach in the city of Philadelphia. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. A bunch of stuff to get to. Make sure you stay with us. 93.3 WMMR. Now available at radio.com. While supplies last. Hey, real quick, um, so we're going to have Deuces Rogers on in a little bit uh, to talk about uh, the Doug Peterson firing yesterday, but uh, I would like to congratulate another friend of ours in the sphere of sports reporting. Michael Barkan at uh, NBC Sports uh, has won the Pennsylvania Sportscaster of the Year. Oh. Oh. 
which is huge. So it's a national award, and so each state has their winners. It's a so, national award. So he won that. He beat out, you know, all other sportscasters in every single market in the entire state of Pennsylvania. It was a pretty damn big state. So congratulations, Mike. He's, listen, man, he's so much fun to talk to. He's the best. And he's getting his award delivered tonight to his home, right? Uh, I don't know. Maybe in a big, uh, fragile <laughs> box. Who knows? Uh, but congratulations to our good friend, uh, Michael Barkham. That's awesome. Uh, going back to the Doug Peterson thing, um, we were talking off air real quick. There was an, an article about, now listen, I don't, I don't follow the, the inner workings and the behind the scenes stuff that goes on in the world of sports, but, um, you know, there's talk that, uh, that coach Peterson was not happy, uh, with some intrusions in what he wanted to accomplish with the team. And essentially people were telling him what to do and he wasn't able to promote the people who wanted to promote from within and blah, blah, blah. And that might have been part of what led to all of this. Right. And we'll talk to Deuces in a little while and get his take on the whole yeah. thing. Uh, but it led to a short conversation off air about what if he or anybody is trying to get let go for one reason or another. <laughs> so he was right. basically sabotaging his own I'm not job saying here. That. No, I'm no. not saying that. No, 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 no I know. But, but it, it led to a, a conversation with an offshoot of that of essentially, have you ever tried to get fired? Uh, <laughs> you know, tried to get out rather than quit, tried yeah. to do something to get you canned. Or moved, moved out of, you know, even like if you're in a particular part of a company yeah. to get your ass relocated because, uh, I mean, listen, I know a lot of people... There was, there was a friend of mine who kind of made a. Uh, this is this was years ago, but he, his his job was getting fired so he could collect <laughs> unemployment. Yeah, that's, really. That's what he did, that's and I'm the, like, yeah, I'm like, that's you know, you'll end up. That's that's not eventually free. you're yeah. gonna need a it, job. You're gonna right. need a goddamn job, yeah. right? And that looks, you know, it's a blemish on your record. But if I you mean, continue to get fired. Case over time. he was yeah. resolute. That was yeah. his, like he was gaming the system. He said so. When I um, got my job with you guys, I, I essentially, you know what a senior slide is, right? Right. Yeah. When, uh -huh. uh, yeah. You've already gotten into your college or whatever, and you know. So when I got my job with you guys, I was waiting tables, and I essentially went into a senior slide, you know, with that job. Even though, like Jim McGuinn, our boss, said, "Hey, right. we need you to quit your waitering job." I was like, oh, "I can't quit," but it'd be easier for me to just get fired. Right, okay. rather, rather than quit. So I that's essentially what I did, you know. Were you eating the food as you were bringing it out to the table? Always. Yeah. Always. <laughs> oh, you're going oh, to like you this. you quit or not? No, I got fired. I got fired. You, and so mm -hmm. did you Did you somewhat sabotage your own uh, position? Yeah. yeah I mean, do? listen, I was not that into, um, you know, working on Friday, Saturday nights anyway. But, you know, I, I made myself way less available when... Well, I, you know, and so essentially that I worked to get fired, like you were asking. Yeah. Look, there, you know, like we know there's a lot of people out of jobs right now. And there's yeah. a, you know, the, the, the situation is different. There's a different dynamic. But I mean, there have been times where I I I think I was doing that mm -hmm. and was unaware that I was doing that. Right. Like I was, you know, it, uh, like I would have let me go. Like in, in those <laughs> in those kind of jobs where I was just, yeah. where you just don't want to, you know, and you, oh, yeah. you, you don't have, you don't want to, I, I quit. You yeah. don't want to. So, uh, have you ever? Have you ever? I mean, you've quit from jobs before, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah, I've had to to leave, right? Um, um, but I, I've. Would you prefer to listen, force it? 
in, in my 20s, I just said, you know, my early 20s before uh, the radio mm. career came around, came around and I was working in pizza joints and things like that. Yeah. I didn't really want to be doing that stuff. I would call in sick all the time. Yeah, That's stupid, the thing. Stupid, dumb excuses. Exactly. I didn't want to lose my job. I just didn't want to work there. <laughs> <laughs> I you know. know I mean? uh-huh. It's such it's such a dumb dynamic because I, I don't uh. like this job, but I don't I don't want to be let go. Yeah. You know, and so you end up with that thing. But I think in 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 the in the corporate well, world, you know. Yeah, listen, I was living at home. With yeah, my parents. yeah, yeah. I didn't pay rent. You weren't you weren't the coach of the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't uh, <laughs> wasn't a big deal. I just didn't want to work. I, I don't want to coach. You know, they don't need to know. So <laughs> I think we've we've chatted around this before, but isn't it pretty difficult to actually get fired in the state of Pennsylvania? Like there are right to work. Is it? Uh, I, I don't remember, and yeah. so that's why I'm asking because. Um, there are employee protections that exist at, in the state of Pennsylvania, like employee protection laws. Um, and I know that it varies from state to state. But part of that, Casey, is, is what we we're talking about off air, too, is that you get benefits when you're fired. You know, there, there's usually severance. You usually have to have your health insurance extended for a certain amount of time. So right. I think sometimes there are these protections in place. So it's just easier for, for people to quit. Yeah. So maybe with, with Doug, you know, he's like, listen, I, if I can't have exactly what I want, then I don't want to work here anymore. So I'm just going to ask for the moon, and uh, and if I if they don't want to give it to me, then they're just going to let me go, and then maybe I can get whatever I want somewhere else. It's kind of like uh, the dude uh, in Office Space. He just oh, yeah, at, yeah, at yeah. a certain point he was like, I'm just no. gonna, I'm just going to do whatever no, I want. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and he ended up yeah. getting promoted. He yeah, got promoted. Yeah. It oh, actually yeah. worked against him. Yeah. Well, it's it's Paul Domowich in the uh, in the Inquirer wrote about you know uh, wrong. It's the wrong fight to pick. That he had ba- that saying he's yeah. he's suggesting that Peterson was basically like okay whatever okay this guy and and you know the the uh, from the uh, his 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 superiors were yeah. saying we want this okay all right and then finally he says okay I I want to have Press Taylor uh huh he wanted to to promote from- yeah he wanted to promote from within yeah. and um, here's the deal nobody else wanted that right like, the city of Philadelphia didn't want that apparently uh, Jeffrey Lurie didn't want that you know Howie Roseman so mate. Was he doing that on purpose in order to get out? I don't know. Marissa? Nick, totally unrelated. I was having a conversation with a friend who uh, works as a manager. She's in New York, though, but she said in New York, under three months, you can just fire anybody with no cause. But over three months, you have to show that you had meetings with them, that you tried to change. You know, you have to face them in the octagon, don't you? (laughs) Yes, exactly, Steve. It's a cage (laughs) battle battle royale. No, you have to like you have to prove why to fire them. But under three months, just out. All right. Well, here, Dave's got information on Pennsylvania. Let me go to him. Hi, Dave. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Puds. (laughs) Hey, Pud. What's up, dude? Uh, being a manager, I've had to learn a law in Pennsylvania. And Pennsylvania is what is known as an at-will employment state. At-will, okay. Okay. And if I walk in today with the wrong color shirt my boss doesn't like it, I'm gone. Wow. It's that simple. And I'm not making that up. You can look it up. It's that simple. So what that – but, I mean, for would, would one have any legal recourse if they <laughs> secured a lawyer and said, I was fired because I had the wrong color shirt? Absolutely not, because you are you are being employed at your will. Okay, but if they but there may be other avenues, Steve. If you feel that you were fired for something that oh, you, you can't be fired for, right? Like race. your race yeah. or your you know sexual orientation or things like that, I would imagine you know. So, um, all right, Dave, thanks. I appreciate. Yeah, but what it. about unions and contracts and well, things that's why like those that. things are there to protect you, I guess, from yep. from this type of. Um, Frivolity. Well, okay. yeah, I mean, the, the employer having the rights and, and being able to fire somebody at will. Uh, hang on a second. So, uh, Tom, 
uh, did something on purpose to uh, to get moved or fired. Hi, Tom. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. It. Hey. Good morning. Good morning it. It. What's up, bud? Uh, how are you guys doing today? Doing well. Man. What do you want to share with us? So I was a manager at a company, and my one of my employees, um, I had been dating her for about ten months, uh, not telling our company obviously because she worked for me, but I wasn't happy in my position, and another position in the company opened up. So I went to HR and said, hey, I would like to start a relationship with my employee. So they had to move me. Oh, wow. Just simply by doing that, and that that helped. Well, that's – and it worked. It did. Yeah, it was a little risky. They could have let me go, but I knew the supervisor for the next position, and he wanted me over there, so – yeah, that is a gambit. Yeah, you know, you 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 got to you you have to be confident enough to to go for it. But that sort of stuff works all the time. If you look at the way, uh, it doesn't say works, but it occurs where people will play inter-office politics. Uh-huh. It's the same same deal. Hmm. You know about about getting. You know, you you want a job and you position someone to to get canned from that job and you move in. All that stuff. I mean, if you're getting canned, just A, if you don't like your job and B, you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to you know collect unemployment until I find my next gig or whatever. I mean, that's a gamble too. Yeah. Because unemployment is not a guaranteed thing. Uh, no. No, it's not. Yeah. You know, and in fact, like, I, I, you know, when I, I, I was, I didn't want to do unemployment. I did it for a, for a brief bit. Mm-hmm. I hate it. You know, you, you got to do it. it. I never, I, yeah, I never followed through on I that. was paying into it for years and yeah. then I you should do it you should do it yeah, you yeah. should do it and then I th- at that time the rules in New York were me going to audition for things right. constituted work work huh. I wasn't getting paid and I got penalized for that and I'm Weird. like f this okay I'm a, yeah I've been fired a couple of times only a couple times only one time it really stung and that was when I was in radio and uh, the station I was working for switched formats, and they they wanted to nothing let me you go. could do. Yeah, and I was like, "Was this Big Dog?" I no, Big yeah. Dog was gone by then, but it was the GM of that radio station, and uh, they were they were calling us all in, okay, <sighs> to the office. I thought. So this was the big thing. I thought I was going to get like promoted or something. Oh! Oh, That's no. a full one eighty, man. Totally, man. Because I walked Jesus. in confident. Almost like with a little smirk on my face. Hey, you're looking good today. You know, <laughs> thinking I was a star yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh my God. And they let me go. And, like, I almost cried. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's that? That's the exact opposite. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was all, <laughs> hey. All right. I remember this. So same same sort of deal, regime change at uh, at uh, WDRE in Long Island. And I remember they brought in this, uh, this, uh, this guy's going to change things around. Of course, he nearly tanked everything. But uh, I walk in with my super-duper muffin from Gerber's Delicatessen. <laughs> I'm feeling good. I, hey, yeah, Ron, yeah, yeah. hey, Ron wants to talk to me. I guess he is. Because he'd always call me in because he, he, he would love spots or promotion or comedy bits that I've done. Right. You know, and uh, and no. no. So I'm, I'm driving home with my, my little my muffin bag in one hand, steering no. with the other. We're like, <laughs> what happened? Steve, I'm sitting in an office. I'm, I'm like, but. But but I'm the star. <laughs> I'm, I'm. You've got yeah. me. You bought everybody at the coffee it's shop. Me. Who coffee? does the Who does the farm report yeah. better than I do? Hey guys, if everything's on me. I'm getting promoted later on today. Did I ever get one cafeteria announcement incorrect? <sighs> I'm kind of a big deal. I was, I was past oh, that. Man, it was a that different sucks. radio oh. station than the than the lunch and fish reports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of a big deal here. Do you, do you know what you're doing? Do you ever listen you'll to the see. radio? Yeah. Yeah. You'll see. One day. <laughs> 
You'll rue the day. <laughs> I guess that's although, the, you, like, you like to jerk with your, the chair and the yeah, whole, right, right. Just yeah, taking something yeah. away. Although that guy, uh, man, what was his name? Carney was his last name. Might have been Jim Carney. Uh, years later. Uh, after I arrived here in Philadelphia, and right. Steve, we started doing those TV shows with Banyan Productions. Yes, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, uh, the, the makeover show and all that right. stuff. He saw that, and he emailed me. No kidding. And he said, uh, it was essentially, uh, you know, listen, I know it was hard, what I did, and letting you go. He's like, but I knew you would land on your feet, and yeah. I knew you would be successful, huh. and all this other stuff. So, And I, I, didn't want, I didn't want a part of that talent. Mm-hmm. It, it, I know it's a nice thing to say, but yeah, no, it was it was big of him to do and that. I thought it was you, cool, and you do sometimes grow from that stuff. I mean, yeah. listen, oh yeah, they, if I I could have had that muffin and not yeah. been let go and not be here, right? So you look at the you know the the the, uh, the the chaos theory. No, there's definitely times where I I look back and go, okay, that was a horrible yeah. thing at the moment, but it turned out to be one of the better things for me. And apply that to life, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, uh, I've i been fired twice. The, one of the times was painful because I didn't see it coming. The other time was at Y100, and uh, it was after you guys had signed to come here, and we all knew in theory that we were going to be here. We didn't know when. Um, but I remember laughing because I followed Casey into the room where we got fired. And it was Casey and Kathy and I got, all got fired on the same day. And Casey, you came out of that office with the biggest grin on your face. I don't. I think it was because you knew what was happening going in yeah. and didn't particularly care for the guy. That was the only time I ever met that person who, who I know. <laughs> oh, was it? Uh, what, was, what was that? Steven. LeBron. Oh, my God. Oh, this man. guy. And, and this, 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 you want to talk about, I mean, as cold as possible. So it like was, the, cl- the clock. Paisley mas- uh, not mascot, Ascot, and who is this? I'm sorry, I missed. He, guy, he looks like Fred from Scooby Doo. No, 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 hang on, back up because I was reading the the, te- the, the messages. So the when, dude that fired when us you were that fired, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I went into Lynn's office. Not not, not, not fired, but. Whatever. Well, it was yeah, a firing. I mean, yeah, yeah. like there was severance, and we are yeah. no—you were no longer employed, and you know the, the station changed formats or whatever. But you were—you know—I was let go. I had a yeah. job when I went to work that morning, and I didn't have a job when I went home. And it was, uh, you know, but it was luckily looking back on it, laughable. Because we we yeah, it was a, it was such a bizarre any situation like that. Talk even talk about think about Peterson. You know, like you know. The the big the big party the post Super Bowl high and this you yeah. know I mean that's the way that's it's, the way life is it's the quickest turnaround from a coach winning the Super Bowl to getting yeah. fired in uh, since 1972 yeah yeah I mean that, that's you know we just won the Super Bowl not that long ago and yeah. now he's gone I'm gonna go to Kate talking about getting fired hey Kate you're on the air good morning hi uh, first time caller long time listener oh. welcome welcome good morning it Kate what's going on. <laughs> Well, um, basically, I work for a job. Things are going pretty well. And then within eight months of uh, working there, the my boss just kind of turned on me, and I became like this object to be yelled at in front of my peers every day. Um, and that went on for like two months, and I was planning to quit and the whole deal. And I was like, no, I'm not going to quit because I wouldn't get like unemployment or sure. anything. So. Yeah. Um, I had a meeting with him. I knew the next day I was going to get yelled at for something, had a meeting. He uh, started yelling at me and I said, you know what, if you're this unhappy with me, then just fire me. I said, I'm tired of this. And And, did he? um, Yeah. He said, go home and think about it. (laughs) I said, I've already been thinking about it for two months. And, uh, so I went home the next day. I came in, went to his office directly. I said, so are we going to talk? And he said, sure. And I sat down. He looked at me and I said, so are you going to fire me? And he goes, yes, you're fired. 
Oh, oh yay. Okay, yeah. good for you. You know, it's weird, though, if you think about it, you think about it, Kate, also from, from the position of the em- the employer or your boss and, and what and his their bosses and, um, you know, what is the dynamic? Do you look to knock – is are, are often if you're in a case of management, are you – is it suggested that you try to facilitate a, a uh, someone quitting rather than having to fire That's a good them? Question. In other words, are there are there things that are put into place to make them want to quit? Yeah. Is it is it better for a a business to to try to get someone to quit than right. it is to actually fire them? Like See, thought... like putting their desk in the basement and, and you know mm-hmm. hiding their stapler. Mm-hmm. I thought it had something to do with unemployment. That's that's my understanding. I don't know. So, in other words, I've never been on the side. I've never been in management, right? So, I don't know what 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 is you know behind doors. What's suggested? Or yeah, what does the, the employer have to pay for the unemployment? Yeah, that's the point of it. No, no, no. Government pays for that, right? No, but you pay into it. Your your employer can deny your unemployment. But if my you check, file for it. When I got an unemployment check, it didn't come from my former right, employer. Right, correct. But your employer pays into it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how all that works. By the way, speaking about getting fired, I love this text. It says, my dad let me go one time. It was a very small business. I was his only employee. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of deserved it. All right. Uh, that would suck. You're yeah. the only one. You're the only employee and you get fired. And you know when you deserve it, when you're ghosting a place and you, you're you're afraid of swinging out on that trapeze and just letting go and reaching for something else. Yeah. And you want that security and you're... You- Shop, play, win, Monopoly starts March 3rd at Acme. Get ahead of the game and download the app before March 3rd and earn five bonus tickets, 10 tokens added to your Shop, Play, Win account, and entry to win a $25 grocery gift card. Every ticket wins a prize, money-saving offers, or tokens for sweepstakes. Download the Shop, Play, Win app to play today. No purchase necessary. See rules at ShopPlayWin.com. Hasbro is not a sponsor of this promotion. You're doing a Stevens brand new deep navy blue and sparkling 24 karat gold dipped twinkle twinkle roses here. Don't miss out. Imagine the blue color of the sky just before the sun sets when you can start to see all the stars sparkling in the night sky. See Stevens exclusive twinkle twinkle rose now at IHateStevenSinger.com. Real jewelers, real roses with a real lifetime guarantee. Ship fast and free. Check out the entire collection of Stevens famous roses starting at only $59. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Disservice to the current job you have? Here, Scott tried a long time to get fired. <laughs> hey, Scott, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, It. Good, Good morning. morning, It. What's up, bud? Uh, worked at a job for five years, just wasn't happy, and then tried to, like, you know, do whatever I can to get fired, like, like you know, messing up, coming in late all the time, leaving early, <laughs> like, you know, the whole nine. And then my manager comes up to me and he says, what are you trying to do? I'm like, what do you mean what I'm trying to do? And I was like, I want to get fired. He's like, well, you're not going to get fired. I'm like, why? He's like, so I, want to fill out, I don't, want, don't want to fill out the paperwork. He doesn't want to fill out the paperwork. Yeah. So how, how did it resolve? Oh, um, I told him, like, oh, by the end of the summer, I'm leaving then. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, you, 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 you both uh, came at each other, and I guess he won in that battle. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I just couldn't <laughs> take him anymore. <laughs> uh-huh. Thanks, Scott. By the way, if you do if you do say that to an employer and go, listen, um, in three months I'm going to leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. Will they? I guess it's up to them if they can honor that or not. Or you know, in two weeks they find somebody else and say, well, sorry, we found somebody. Oh to yeah, that happens all the time. Where yeah. where where you know you'd and, uh, listen if you're a good employee and you're you're you know you you you're doing your job. 
and you're, you'll help with the transition of getting someone else and working with them. Many is the time where that'll that'll be a sort of a seamless thing. But other times it's like, well, just leave now. Uh, here's a text. So take this for what it is. Yeah. I don't know who this says. Only Pennsylvania and Texas uh, do the employers pay into the unemployment fund. No other state does this. They use a taxpayer funded. They use taxpayer funded money only. I'm sorry, I missed that. So <laughs> only Pennsylvania and Texas is the employer pay into unemployment. Okay. Uh, the rest of it, it's a it's taxpayers. Yeah, I knew that that hmm. was uh, because I had so, I knew somebody who was like uh, going head to head with their employer because they were denying. This was in Pennsylvania. They were denying their unemployment. So like they needed to sign off on this person for them to get unemployment. For them to get the unemployment. Steve, I have a friend who uh, had a really great relationship with his boss and was planning on leaving eventually, and his boss fired him so that he could uh, collect severance while waiting to get to the next job. So, so he, he was able to honor his con- He didn't have a contract, but he had a, um, a an employment history. They had been there with eight years or whatever, right? The standard um, severance uh, after being with that company for eight years was eight months' pay. Yeah. Instead of letting him quit, he said, I'm going to fire you, pay you out for the eight months. So at one point, my friend actually collected um, a new paycheck from his new job and was collecting from the old job. So what happened in this, in all this that's been going on with service industry and all the jo- all the multitudes of jobs that have been, that have gone away, there were cases where imp- a number of them and people that we've all talked to, I'm sure, where um, the employer fired them so that they could get unemployment instead yeah. of instead of um, you know, in other words, allowing them that option with with basically the understanding that when things reconvene, reconvene you're coming back right. on. But uh, but giving see, them that option. But and I also okay. So also I think that it it depends on if you are fired or laid off. Like so I think if, if you're laid off, you're more likely to be able to collect unemployment. As opposed to being fired for a reason. That's a good question. By the way, lots of texts coming in say, no, it's not just Pennsylvania and Texas. It's the entire country. Mm. Okay. So I don't know. So it's either just two ah, states hell, I don't know. Don't or 50 or states. Yeah. Uh, it says all employers paid to the unemployment fund. And, and there are many people checking in from New Jersey. There was one from Maine. There were a few other ones that are popping up. So Sorry, and Tennessee. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know the difference between laid off and fired. So if you're laid off, you are still technically under the employ of your employer, and you're so so does. But you're, don't no, no, you have not, to? Be, no, you're, if you're laid off, that's it. You're you're done. Yeah, you're are you? Of, you're thinking of furloughed. You're thinking of furloughed. Furloughed. You're right. I'm yeah. sorry. Laid off is like I guess maybe you fired. Whatever means, they they eliminated your position or whatever yeah. it is, and you that's usually when you get a severance. If you're yeah, furloughed is what I was thinking. fired is you did something in order to lose your job. Right. Laid, laid off is cutbacks. It, it could be, or for whatever reason, okay. you, you weren't fired because of poor performance or okay. whatever. All right, so it doesn't look as bad on yeah. your right. on your your work record right. that that you're you're a nuisance. You yeah, you got it's like fired. honorable and dishonorable discharge. Okay, uh, so I think so. We got it all figured out, right, we guys? We honestly, I mean, I, I, I no reticent to call us, but we are now experts on the employment yeah, issue and unemployment. So if you have any issues, right. our twenty four hour hotline just opened up. <laughs> David might uh, be able to explain something because there are words on here I don't understand. So there you go. It's always good to go. Oh, to, good. Right? Fui tax. I don't know. Hey, it was just saying F you. Hi, David. Good morning. Sorry to bother you at work. No. Uh, What's up? What What all are we getting wrong here? What do you know? So um, there's also a federal unemployment tax. It's called FUDA. Um, and everybody pays into that if you look on your, your pay stub, if anybody gets them anymore. Um, and um, in the, I know in the state of Pennsylvania, if 
they let more than so many people go because they have a plant closing or they merged with another company. They have to the company has to jump through hoops if it's more than so many people. So they space them out, you know, two thousand a month or something like that. I went through that. Um, what was the name of it again, uh, David? Futa. Futa. Okay. F U T A Federal Unemployment Tax something. Uh, Apple. Uh, Fupa. Okay. Foop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Front, upper. It's mm-hmm. part of the Famunda plant. Fat, upper. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. We're out of our league here, folks. Uh, yeah. Thank you, David. I appreciate it. We do have to take a break because we do have some money to go. Oh, that's here. right. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, there, there are a lot of people texting in with the difference between laid off and fired as well, and we apparently got that wrong, too. So What? There you go. We, we leave it up to you. Go look it up yourselves. <laughs> Uh, because some people are saying, yes, you can return to work. Uh, laid off means you're, you're let go with a chance for returning to work. So I don't know, man. Impressive. Somebody's act, asking us to do the truffle shuffle. So we can do that <laughs> instead. We know how to do that. We do know how to do that. Yeah. An anonymous caller is saying it's much better to have an employee quit uh, and versus have, get firing them. So, yeah, yeah. As you would assume. Yep, exactly. So yeah. do you want to go to that anonymous caller? Yeah, we have time real quick. Time, yeah. All right, we'll go to anonymous caller, a guy. Good morning. You're on the air. Good you morning. Good, Good you morning. morning. What's up, man? Uh, way better to ha- uh, quit than uh, have the person fired. There's so much paperwork that goes involved on the firing side, the documentation, the reviews, the you know the performance evaluations that you got to do. And in today's age, everybody is terrified uh, of getting sued. Sure. Uh, by that by that person, if you you know for wrongful reasons, so. Way better to, you know, push them out as opposed to, you know, uh, getting fired. So, Anonymous Caller, are, are, is, are there things that, that perhaps behind closed doors management talks about and things that are put in place to facilitate, you know, sort of moving a, an employee along to quitting? Uh, behind closed doors, yes. That, uh, does, that, that, does, that does happen. Okay. All right. Um, you got to figure. Again, right. again just, just to alleviate the it, – it's more work on the employer to – to go through those documentations and jump through those hoops to get everything, you know, the paper in place. God forbid if something were to happen uh, where the employee were to come back and try to sue, then then it just gets all kinds of ugly and everything like that. And on the laid off and the fired part, they're the exact same thing. Uh, the laid off is the nice way of saying that you're fired. Uh, but on the fire on the fired part, you have um, you have the extra hurdle of where your employer could fight. Uh, the fact that, you know, when it comes to unemployment, uh, you know, that they, you know, that they disagree with, you know, with whatever, um, whereas the laid off part, it's almost kind of like you're, you're, go- you're, you're almost a shoe for your benefits. It's, it's going to be easier. Benefits. All right. I got yeah. you. Thanks for the clarification. All right. We appreciate it. It's a nutshell. And honestly, you have to do a little research on your own to figure out exactly what all these things mean. We appreciate it. But... Or, or just keep collecting unemployment and, yeah. and go to jobs and force yourself to get fired. Do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, listen, don't do that. No. What you want to do now is call because I have a $25 gift card for Old State Tavern. Oh! We'll take caller number 11 at 215-263-WMMR. It's a favorite neighborhood hang that is fun and friendly, great food and drink. You can visit them on State Road and Media and check out their legendary wings and burgers. They brought some of those in here this morning for us to try, as well as their Jersey Sweet Onion Rings. Uh, They brought in their Old State Tavern Fries, Supreme Nachos, a whole bunch of stuff. So let's set you up with that. Caller number 11, 215-263-WMMR. Be back in a moment. The B-File and no sad dough. First shot of $500 this morning on the way. 
Sign up for free at WMMR.com for access to VIP contests, special deals, and to be the first to know about important stuff. It's like having an MMR backstage pass without having to do something nasty to get it. <laughs> 93.3 WMMR presents No Center. Let's get you $500. There's one word that's going to do it. That word is pay. P-A-Y. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways to do it. You can do it through the text of our special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or be automatically under to win $10,000, the grand prize. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Enter the word pay to on the MMR app or at WMMR.com. You will see the links immediately when you go on there. One random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest. That person got a call from Beasley, so be sure you answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. So right now, the word pay is the one that can get you $500. P-A-Y. Good luck to you. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right, I got stories for you. We're going to start with this interesting one. A hacker took control of people's internet-connected chastity cages. Oh. Oh, man. And demanded a ransom to be paid in Bitcoin to unlock it. And apparently the hacker told one of the victims, your C is mine now, meaning his uh, his genitals. Your C is mine now. <laughs> uh, according to a screenshot of the conversation obtained by a security researcher that goes by the name of Smelly. Shouldn't there be a manual override for your for your sea cage? Right. And Smelly, by the way, is founder of uh, VX Underground, a website that collects malware samples. And Smelly I, is? Yeah. In October of last year, security researchers found that the manufacturer of an Internet of Things chastity cage, a sex toy that users put around the penis <laughs> to prevent from becoming excited, that is used in the BDSM community and can be unlocked remotely, had left an API exposed, giving the malicious hackers a chance to take control of the devices. And that's exactly what happened, according to a security researcher who obtained screenshots of conversations between the hacker and several victims. So let me get this straight. At no time, then, could their penises go online? No, at no time. Son of a bitch. A victim who asked to be identified only as Robert said that he received a message from a hacker demanding a payment of .02 Bitcoin, which is around $750, uh, to unlock the device. Uh, he realized his cage was definitely locked and he could not gain access to it. He said, fortunately, I didn't have this locked on myself while this happened. So Uh-oh. I guess the uh, the hacker it's... has to take a chance that it's actually being worn at the time. Right. Uh, another uh, one by the name of RJ, a victim, said, uh, I wasn't the owner of the cage anymore, so I didn't have full control over the cage at any given moment. Can't you call the fire department? RJ said that he got a message from the hacker who said that they had control of the cage and wanted payment to unlock it. Uh, these hacks show, once again, that just because you cannot, uh, you can connect something to the Internet, it doesn't mean that you have to, especially... If you then don't take care of securing the device or its connection. So the basic deal is the the one who is wearing it is at the behest at the mercy. Of, the, of the dominatrix or dom. Yes, exactly. Right. That's it. They're okay. in, the other person is in control. Right. And that's part of being dominated. So, All right. But when I don't know if I would do that. An unknown individual has it and is demanding money, it can be a bit dangerous. So. I mean, you know, on the surface, it sounds really like a lot of fun. <laughs> 
Uh, this is a story of a dog walker in northeast England, and they saw a uh, protuberance in muddy soil. So it was reported to police last Tuesday because it looked distressingly like human remains were poking up out of the ground. Oh, Cops boy. dutifully scored the area with search dogs in the dark, but all parties uh, were in for a rude awakening when it was discovered that the toe poking up out of the ground was actually a potato <laughs> sticking out of what the ground. What do you ground. do with potatoes? Mm, well, you boil, boil them, them, you mash, you mash them. Can you stick them in a stew? You can stick them in stews. According to uh, Phil Hamlani, uh, the person who called this in was very concerned, and in the picture she sent to us, the object did look like it could be human remains. Sort of does. They said it was already dark by the time we got the call, uh, so we had to deploy search teams to track down the scene uh, to rule out any foul play. Potatoes. <laughs> Potatoes. Uh, the boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. The boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Boil them, mash them, boil them, boil them, boil them. Uh, the search team did have a chuckle when they realized that it was a potato. Uh, but the call was made in good faith, and we can only praise the vigilance of the woman who made the call. I don't know if my first uh, choice would be a human body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it doesn't look that much like a toe. It looks a little bit like a toe. Looks a little bit like it might have been a toe, yeah. No. Interesting. Or a pee-pee. A grandfather has put his body on the line to stop a thief stealing his neighbor's car. A man has been charged after allegedly breaking into a home and fleeing on the back of a riding lawnmower. The 30-year-old man allegedly threw a brick into the window of a home before entering and stealing a Ford Focus. Oh, no, you don't. Paul Robinson saw the drama breaking out of his uh, neighbor's house and didn't think twice before risking himself to help. He said he had the man in a headlock as the Ford Focus took off and slammed into a parked trailer. He said, a bitch! He said, I tried to get the ignition key off him and tried to hang on, and he hit the accelerator and dragged me out of there. My face actually head-butted the inside door handle. Wow. Mr. Robertson was dragged about 40 yards uh, before the car crashed. He was treated at the scene for minor injuries. The man fled the scene on foot before allegedly breaking into a second home and then attempted to take off on a riding lawnmower. (laughs) Uh, he was arrested before being taken chase. to the hospital for observation after allegedly ingesting an unknown substance. The man is in police custody. So, yeah, he thought that would be a good getaway vehicle. Uh, let's see. How about this? Uh, oh, yeah, this is a good one. This is a couple weeks ago, but I like this. Uh, Burlington police were looking for help from the public to locate a man who smashed a shop window. Authorities say Aaron Locus broke the storefront windows with a hammer at around 10 a.m. They say witnesses heard Locust say the store employ- to the store employees, take your ass back to Denmark. <laughs> but Fallraven is a Swedish outdoor products company. Uh, so police say that. Listen, I'm, I'm so sorry. Take your ass back to Sweden. Uh, Lux is also a suspect in 18 graffiti incidents as well. Uh, out of Canada, a winter outing with friends turned. This is a terrible story. It's a tragic story. Turned to tragedy on Saturday night, uh, an hour northwest of Montreal. The young man was killed when his three ski sled tied by a rope to a snowmobile was involved in an accident with a second snowmobile. Uh. 
The victim was seated on the sled, which was being towed by a snowmobile using a rope. At one point, the victim fell from the three-ski sled and was struck by a second. They were tra- They were coming up behind him. I got and you. They were, and they ran over him. I uh, they're they're amazing snowmobiles, but you they're you know they can be dangerous. Oh yeah, yeah, they're yeah. really really heavy and and they're very very powerful. And obviously, you do have to be uh, careful. So that was uh, that's terrible news. Sorry to end on that, but we have to wrap the bizarre file. But there. it was a lesson to learn. It is. Uh, we're going to take a break, but don't forget. Yes, <laughs> more you know. Uh, before we take a break, I want to remind you, you have about 11 minutes or so left to get the word pay over to us for no sad dough and the $500 cash prize. It's your first of seven opportunities today. Don't miss it. Details at WMMR.com. But the word is pay, P-A-Y. You can use our special text number at 45911 or the MMR map or MMR app or WMMR.com. When we get back, Deuces Rogers will be joining us. We'll talk Doug Peterson. Be back in just a moment. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We got a few minutes before uh, Deuces is going to get on board, about uh, 15 minutes or so, so we got some time to talk about some other things. Uh, Last night, uh, Ken Jennings uh, has done his substitute role or his his fill-in for the time being until they find a permanent host, and it may be him. On Jeopardy after the passing of Alex Trebek. Yeah, yeah. Um, Casey and Nick and I do this thing with Jeopardy where if, if one of us is watching, we will mm-hmm. text each other the final Jeopardy category, not not the actual question. Just the category. Just the category. Yeah. And you try to answer it going on just the category along. It's 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 a long shot that you'll ever get it right. But it's, it's kind of a fun little game that we play. But if you are a regular Jeopardy watcher. Yeah. You can. I mean, you're right. It's 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 wildly improbable. Yeah. But sometimes you can get where they're gonna go. I did it one time. I can't remember what the answer was. But last night, Preston, I felt good <laughs> that even if I didn't get the right answer per se, that I was going to have the right because it was 1960s songs was the category. Right. Like, even if I didn't get the answer, the the answer, I thought I was going to get the group right. I could have sworn it was going to be something by the Beach Boys. I said to Sir with Love. That was a good one. And you put what? I put um Oh, Good Vibrations. Good Vibrations. And I was also thinking about going with Wouldn't It Be Nice, but then I thought, "Oh, Theremin, maybe they'll do something with a the theremin. Right. And so, but I it wasn't I forgot what the answer was. It, it, it was Viva Las, Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas, that was it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyhow, but we were texting last night at what a great job Ken Jennings did. He did. He spoke very clearly. Uh, he uh, even used a little bit of dialects. He kept the uh, uh, the momentum moving. He didn't make any mistakes. He was authoritative. He, he sounded, j- other than the lack of serious pipes, that uh, meaning a, d- a deeper voice that Alex yeah. had, he's got a much thinner voice. He was using Alex's delivery, and it it sounded fantastic. I, I was from from the first few seconds. My wife and I watch it every night. We love it, and you know, massive Alex fans. He came up with a beautiful tribute yeah. to Alex about how no one could you know stand in his shoes. We have audio of that. But then, honestly, for all those precarious things, as he pointed back at the podium and said, "No one can replace place mm-hmm. him." But he did the little flourishes, the little things, good. You know, like complimenting, yeah. like like the things Alex would do that, that yeah. moves a game along. And I know people are saying, oh, yeah, why are you ultra-dissecting this? Because that's what makes the Jeopardy experience oh, yeah. the Jeopardy it's experience. It's all these things that you don't even notice that he's doing because Alex was so was good so effortless. At, at what he right. did. And what I did notice uh, and what I liked about Ken was 
That little interview that he does coming back from commercial, I thought he did a he nice did job. He did a good job. Yeah. Also, what he, is, also what he did well was uh, each time they get the answer correct, what you probably never notice is Alex would say different things to yes. indicate. He would go, yes, or correct, or that's right. Uh, or just a little piece of information. Or just a, a little little thing real quick, and he, mm-hmm. he, he it, which keeps it fresh. Now, to you, it might sound like whatever, man. But if you are hosting, and, and we all have yeah. done hosting duties here, I do a lot of it. Um, those little things are what make it happen. I remember we were hosting an event one night, and and Nick was 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 good. He, his line was, "Come on, you pussy." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that, yeah. and I remember that. Well, you got to forever be his line. You, sir, are a pussy. Listen, part of the part of the host's role is to read the room. Oh, and I read, feel and like I read all, that room yeah. really well. Wealthy sort of mainline-ish yeah. uh, people who who thought that was endearing. Thank God, you. That's yeah. why when I turned around, a puff of smoke where you were standing was there. It's yeah. the subtle notes. It's yeah. sometimes it's the space between Steve. Um, do you guys did you notice that um, Ken Jennings had an earpiece in last night? No, no, not until you pointed it out. Yeah, and um, I I think that they were just helping him should he need it. I don't know if he needed it all last night. Yeah, I, I thought it was seamless. It, and I would listen. You know, you can't replace Alex. He acknowledged no. that, uh, but you also. Don't want to do an Alex impression when you no, come back to you no. know you want to be yourself. I think he'd be a great permanent host. I, I and I, that's what I said last night. I said I am totally. I'm not going to have Katie Kirk and a few others, but who else has a greater pedigree and reason to yep. be behind that podium than Ken Jennings? Yep. Do they not normally wear earpieces? They, well, Alex did. They were Alex really? used to wear a hat with that held the beer cans. Yeah, mm. and, and that was there were speakers in those beer cans. Were surprised not? because yeah. I mean. He even they need to be able to talk to him. Right. The, the the only thing about Ken that's that's a little bit different is he has just a slight bit of a lisp, meaning some of his s's are used with his tongue out like this, um, and he's very gassy. But he no, he's not gassy. But um, and and you will see it. You you won't necessarily hear it, but you will see it when when he's speaking, and that can be. Yeah, that uh, looks a little bit different, but we have some clips to play. This is him uh, doing the tribute to Alex at the at the onset. Like all Jeopardy fans, I miss Alex very much. And I thank him for everything he did for all of us. Let's be totally clear. No one will ever replace the great Alex Trebek. But we can honor him by playing the game he loved. Jim, Tanay, Julia, welcome to the show. We'll begin with the Jeopardy round. It was great. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Boom. Excellent. How much time in between the last uh, thing, the show that Alex hosted... His passing, and then Ken... He died 10 days after the final filming. Right. And so... Whenever you could look at that date, and I don't remember what the exact date what that was, right. but he died ten days after the last filming of the show, and then Ken would have gotten on board. I would imagine within a couple of weeks after that, right? Yeah. So yeah. It's, you probably look at a couple of weeks ago they did this. So yeah. oh, okay. So any idea how many he taped? Is it just this week's? So, uh, well, he uh, yeah. That's Katie Carrick is coming up, right? Didn't you say yeah, that? Yeah. But to be honest, I don't know how we didn't even know that uh, until yesterday. Midday, I didn't realize that Ken was going to yeah. be handling it last night. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna both. I would imagine have a couple of turns at this. I would think because I don't I, I don't see them doing a whole big rotating cast of people. No, I don't know. But the, one but of the knows? things that you appreciate you appreciate about the good hosts and that which makes Alex Trebek such a legend or people like Carson. Yeah, is that you you sometimes get out of the way of the show, let the show do what it's supposed to do. Pat Sajak is you know delivers that with. Wheel of Fortune, which seems like an incredibly, ah, that's nothing. And it's actually something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Here's uh, him with a nod to Alex. I think this is at the end. At the end. You are our new Jeopardy champion, which means you'll be joining us tomorrow, and I hope you join us as well. Thank you, Alex. Promotional. That's great. 
That guy Tanay was killing it too. Yeah, man. He, he, I love that. And in the in the. In the to see the way Alex would react to a player like that, yeah, would would be uh, yeah, that's why you know like uh, James Holzhauer, any uh, any of them, he, he's in his element. He's yeah. in his element. So, but in the actual gameplay, I think did Marissa secure. Yeah, a we clip? got it. Yeah. yeah, this is this is when the the, the game is underway, and and you can yeah. hear his rhythm. It's great. Television for two hundred. This title zip code was first addressed in 1990, repackaged in 2008, 90210, and sent again in 2019. Jim, what is 90210? That's it. Television, 400. Scott Kahn booked him as Dano oh, on the reboot of this cop show. Jim. What is Hawaii 5 Yes. Television, 600. On this series, Mahershala Ali was one of thousands of missing people who got returned on the same day. Julia. What is the 4400? You are right. Yeah, those those little uh, staccato yep. responses of saying their name. Jim. Or, or that's right. Yeah, uh, keeps the game moving along. Those those little split seconds add up over time. What I would do is I, I would throw in an occasional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's your name again? Forty-five <laughs> <laughs> hundred. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were a singer. You didn't know choir. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, first, first <laughs> test, first test passed with right. flying colors. I, I will thought. say though, there were a couple of categories in double jeopardy. I was like, oh man, like anything around the time of 1000, I was like, I don't know any of these things. Like I have to tune out completely. And then art. <laughs> it's not fair. It's not fair. Diane, Jeopardy's not being fair. <laughs> I, I, I would say this case, the genius, oh. honestly, and I, I pointed this out like the classroom. Yeah. So, you know, so you watch The Clash. I hope it comes back, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but um, there, you can watch. People think that Jeopardy is this off-putting thing. Ha- know the category. Well, yeah. Keep Remember the category and remember the way that they will often, in the, cra- in the, in the clue, sure. give a clue to what you're doing. Don't you hate when you come in and you've missed the introduction of the category? Yeah. I, I hate it. And they're bouncing it. around so fast, and they'll only say one word, you're like, rivers. When yeah. it's, you know, uh, historical rivers of uh, historical yeah. rivers of France. You know, or, or my wife is sitting there, she's got the category, and, uh, and, 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 uh, and she'll, she'll just go lima bean. It can't be lima bean, and it'll be lima bean, and it's, yeah. you know, legumes or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. And you don't know the category, and, and you feel like I'm, I'm a babe in the woods. I don't I know what, what's going on. So uh, last week I watched that uh, Chase show with uh, J- James and Ken and uh, I Brad watched Roderick. It. It's, yeah. it's really good. And Ken alluded to the fact of when you, whenever you get on Jeopardy, one of the things you have to study first is U.S. presidents. You should know them. You should yeah. memorize them. You should probably also memorize um, And US, find out what U.S. means. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you should also memorize U.S. vice presidents. But I'm, uh, if you guys were to ever get on Jeopardy, what one category would you just like go to the almanac and study because you know that you don't know it right now. <sighs> oh, Shakespeare. Was it Shakespeare? Yeah, any, any, anything Shakespearean? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm the Bible because I, I don't know it well. I'd probably sit down with you, Casey, or you, Steve, because I'm not a Bible guy. So I'd like I, oddly enough, do well in the Bible categories. Yeah, Rochelle's I, always like, there's your category. Huh. And yeah. I'm like the last person I'm who pretty good know. at Bible. <laughs> B-I-B-B-L-E. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've rocked. I've rocked categories that I that I go. Okay, this I'm going to get killed on this. Yeah. Again, that's the beauty. Is that yeah. You, but what's, you, your, what's your Achilles' heel when when you see something <laughs> pop up? There's got to be something. Famous podiatrists. Okay. Yeah. yeah when that Not comes that up, many of them. No, no. I, I guess um, opera. Yeah. Opera would be my my. Yeah. yeah. They had there was an art category last night. I'm like I've heard of some of these people. Like they mentioned Pollock, and I was like, okay, I knew that. That's uh, Ed Harris. But it was his wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was his wife, and I've forgotten her name. Yeah. Um, Betsy. But Betsy when Pollock. I, I knew when the I, Keith Haring one. Yeah. But. 
Uh, that was uh, one of the the, the artists, street artists. The features, yeah, oh, they, they showed yeah, yeah. a picture of him. I was like, "Is that Banksy?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, Banksy. That's what a herring looks like. Right. <laughs> when I watch with my wife, I have to implore that she do not look at the TV because she reads so much faster than I do. Yeah, and it's kind of like no fair because she reads and finishes the question before the host oh, finishes he, the question. Okay, before he says it. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Kathy, what a misogynistic thing to do. <laughs> like, seriously, it's like been all morning. Though. I know. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I think he, I think he did well. So yeah, that's cool. I, so, and it also gives you. Listen, we knew the show was going to go on. I'm, I'm glad that they're doing it. I'm glad they're going to have the, uh, the 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 reverence and so on and so forth. And there's Keith here. Now, what category? Um, when you see it pop up, you go. Movies, yeah, movies, yeah. yeah. I, 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 movies and television. I'll, I'll just burn right through those. Mine's yeah. always music. Um, any, any kind of music category, I'm like, yeah, oh, man, man. Did you play the Rock and Roll Jeopardy show when it was I on? Did. I did. I liked you like it. it. Yeah, I did. I didn't really care for. Um, uh, what's the name? The from, uh, from the Jeff Probst. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Probst. I didn't care for Probst. He, he didn't. Uh, he wasn't as 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 tight as yeah. uh, as Alex was, so uh, it was fun. But it was uh, I, I didn't care for his hosting duty. So obviously he was bound for bigger things, right? With, right. With, uh, Survivor, but um, I would, uh, I yeah, I really dug that show. I wish they'd do another version of it. That'd be cool, Rock and Roll Jeopardy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, just music in general now. Though, but if you're to include, I mean, listen. So then you have your subcategories, and if you're going into like. Trap or hit, you know, you, there's gonna be things that you're not just not. Oh know. yeah, most definitely. Yeah, but, yeah. but most of the music categories, I'm pretty happy when I see them right. uh, pop up. So, um, so anyhow, we'll see. I don't know when Katie Couric's turn is coming up, but or um, how long Ken goes for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope he sticks around for at least a couple of weeks. Uh, let me see. We we still got some time for deuces, right? Yeah, duckus. Uh, not duckus. About three minutes. Uh, let's see here. Oh, how about this? All right, I have a completely unrelated topic, something to just uh, fill some time with. But uh, Wheel this, of Fortune. This might speak to Kathy. No, not Wheel of Fortune. Uh, Etsy has uh, made its uh, 2021 Color of the Year prediction. Ooh. If Did we were... already get the Color of the Year? Yeah, but that was from uh, Pantone. Pantone. Yeah, they're a bunch this of is, filthy liars. This is Etsy predicting what they think will really be, what we'll see a lot of. Is it Marron Glace? This year it is not. <laughs> Huh. All right, wait, what was the color uh, of the year? It was from, two colors, remember? From Pantone. Yeah, that's right. Well, which shades? Go with two. I think it they? was like a blue and a pink. Hold on, let me look it up. No, it was a, no, it was a gray and a yellow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're really up. <laughs> I'm right on. It's a blue and a pink. No, gray and yellow. Gray and yellow. No, no, wait, so that's 2021, Kath, <laughs> what? for Pantone. What is? The gray and the yellow. Uh, but for, yeah. you were right. It was blue for 2020. Oh, right. Ah, Ah, okay. Now. What do you think, uh, Etsy? It's not gray and yellow. What do you think would would be a color that they might think? Come on, man, use your you use can your skills. skills. Pink, pink. They're all pink on <laughs> only the because inside. I went to the website and there's pink everywhere. Oh. No, it's uh, sky blue. Okay. Oh, I was more blue. Gonna say that. <laughs> I was going to be that. say that. No, I said gay that. I, I was, was going to gay, gay that. that. <laughs> I was going to gay that. What it, was I even going to say with was the word? guess slash say? I think guess. Yeah. I think it was guess go and with. say. Yeah, guess <laughs> say. I'm going to gay. I was going to gay that. The I, category is I was going to gay that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that color, by the way. Can we just move on? I don't understand that. They're just predicting 
Yeah, another, so so uh, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna see sky blue everywhere this year. It'll be the gayest color of the year. It's so gay. Uh, the online marketplace saw all a pink on the inside. Thirty nine percent increase in searches for light blue and sky blue items in the last three months of twenty twenty. <laughs> and they are expecting that number to increase as Sky Blue gives people the sense of hope. It's on the horizon. So what gives Etsy in particular any sort of authority on color it selection? Okay, no. It's just a lot of handmade products and, you know, people with smaller businesses right. selling their products. So I guess they're just looking, you know, at okay. their at the different things they sell. I bought like, on Etsy for the first time for the holidays. I'd never purchased from there before. And it was uh, a few, like, uh, stocking stuffer things. Uh, and, it, you know, it was fine. It, it, it came through in fine fashion. I've bought some things from Etsy. See, just yeah. like T-shirts, because they do. They will make. Uh, That's know, what I got. T-shirts and uh, for sale that you do. Oh, home, home beer making. <laughs> it was probably an Instagram ad, and uh, it, it redirected me to Etsy, so it worked. If, yeah. if you're looking for something that's a little bit more kitschy, or, or even things that you would not that are not mass produced, like check out even like stuff that's. Pop culture related. There are people yeah. doing some cool things. Well, it's, it's all handmade and like personalized yeah. items. Mm. I wanted a, a handmade microwave. You can actually <laughs> get wholesale on there too, which I never knew. What? Really? Like what? Yeah. Like what? Any? I mean, anything. No okay. Yeah. Like bed sheets. I when when you guys yeah, but you'd have to order like three hundred pairs of bed sheets. <laughs> What's okay. the thread count? <laughs> when I come across a a t shirt site that is a good one, yeah, I get so excited <laughs> and. It's ridiculous. I have one, and I've forgotten the name of it. I've got it bookmarked, and I promise myself to only go on because I have way more T-shirts than I'll ever need right now. But I, I bookmark it, and I promise myself I won't go on there that often because they're really that cool. So uh, <laughs> I, I'm the same. I like to. I love my T-shirts. I love yeah. you know what I. You see me wearing all, yeah. all the different things yeah. that, I, that that I come in with and all pop culture related stuff and just bizarre things. I um, I was on an. I've been in an, on an Orwell kick lately, so I have a whole bunch of shirts with Orwell. Uh, quotes on them, but then the uh, it's funny if you like I drop it off at Goodwill and I actually have had this situation where I'm sure someone's walking around in a shirt of mine, right? Because yeah. it's it's just so bizarrely specific, right? You know, uh, and it it, it is kind of weird. I don't um, need any more T-shirts, but I always want more T-shirts. Well, you know what? It has to be like <laughs> I get suckered in because you'll see the ads. It ha- I love a certain feel to a T-shirt. Yeah. When you get a lot of this stuff pressed and you go to these sites and it's basically like those iron-on transfers yeah, and it's yeah, crappy yeah. and the material is, is, is too – it's very poly-cotton or whatever the hell it is. It's not good. It's not well, comfortable. Well, some of those are um, styles are coming back. Like it's really weird. You'll see like um, like a Whitney Houston T-shirt, right? Something yeah, like yeah. you would see in it like straight out of the 80s and that is now like a thing. Also um, – Snoopy uh, is is back. Well, like you'll see, uh, like a giant Snoopy sweater. Um, okay. Well, you, you, know, remember those, you remember the places like Models used to have it. It was one of the big things. You go into Models in the in the front, they would have those those iron. They'd have those places, those presses. Yeah. Where you you pick your t shirt. Oh, they, my mom. Owned, we owned a store. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. yeah, we, yeah, owned, yeah we owned yeah, a yeah. shop. Yep, for several years that that made those transfers. Transfers. Yeah. yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And I used to. Iron those things yeah. on yeah. for hours at end. Yeah. What was the most popular when you were doing it? Oh, dude. I, Keep on trucking? No, it was like, um, I mean, there, there were loads of transfers, but you could also just put letters on yeah. there and spell out whatever right. you wanted to Vinny's so people girl. couldn't get in custom made. We got to wrap up. Uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, line. let's wrap it up. Okay, so uh, anyhow, we are moving on. Our next guest is on, obviously, the biggest news in Philadelphia yesterday, Doug Peterson. Uh, let go from the Philadelphia Eagles. So we wanted to get someone on who could speak with absolute authority around this. 
Music, please. So we have our good friend, Mr. Deuces hey! Rogers, who is on the show. Good morning, Deuces. Oh, that's what that intro. I thought Jim Gavin was going to be on. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. No, we don't call Jim for this. We call you. But um, <laughs> listen, so, you know, been a lot of scuttlebutt for, for days, weeks of, of things going on in the uh, uh, in the management side. And no big surprise to you when the news officially came down? Uh, it was a bit of a surprise to me, okay. uh, to be honest with you. Um, you know, Doug and Doug and Howie had their press conference a little bit uh, day day after the last game against Washington, and Doug seemed a little odd and, and didn't really speak all that much. But I didn't, you know, I didn't think it would come to this. And then uh, obviously on Sunday, ESPN report comes out that um, he had a meeting with uh, Lurie. Didn't go well. There'd be another meeting, and <sighs> listen, there was always a chance it could happen, but I didn't think it would it would go down like this. Um, well, wow. for, for a couple of reasons. One, the cachet that he has. You know, he won a, the city's only Super Bowl just three years ago. Yeah, it's not like it was not like it was moons ago or anything like that. You know, granted, they had a bad season. We're in the middle of a pandemic, and I understand all yeah. other NFL teams are dealing with it. But it's it it there's circumstances. It, it's hard. Um, one of the things that makes Doug great is being able to interact with his players during practice, during the week at the facility, um, during the off-season with training camps and mini camps and, um, and the OTAs, and he wasn't able to do that. Um, so I thought he would have at least earned at least one more year. So when um, when the word came down, yeah, I was, I was a bit surprised. Deuces, is this the shortest time from, from a, a coach having a Super Bowl win to being let go? I actually I looked it up last yeah. night, Deuces. It, it's, uh, it was 1972. It was the Colts. Uh, it was a rookie head coach that won the Super Bowl with the Colts, Baltimore Colts, not Indianapolis, uh, and then was let go five games into the season. So Switzer was a little bit longer than, than Dougie P. That's, that's, that's crazy when you think about that. And, and I, I spoke with uh, Ron Swarovski about this yesterday, and it just, you know, obviously more stuff will come out, um, but it just feels like it was – it feels a little knee-jerkish, you know what I mean? Uh, I feel like there needed to be somebody in the room. You know, every company has, like, one guy in the room or one woman in the room that says, hey, guys, let's step back and think about this for a second. Or, you know, bad idea. Or just, you know, let, let's let the emotions calm down for a second. Um, and, you know, maybe they did, but it, it feels like – it feels to me that, you know, if you if they waited a couple more days to think about it, they yeah. may have calm down like this. Yeah, I um I I don't want anybody to lose their job and you know essentially not essentially that that so that's what happened yesterday. So somebody lost their job and and I feel bad for that. But um as the season was going on and and actually in in, in past seasons and stuff like that, I just was watching the decisions he was making during the game and and I thought, man, this guy um is making bad decisions and and decisions that are not smart. So I I'm not upset with the choice that was made, I'm really not. Um, and there's been a lot, you know, I think somebody said the word scuttlebutt earlier, but there's been, you know, a lot of scuttlebutt since the Super Bowl win. Butts have been scuttled. Uh, that, that, um, that, you know, maybe he wasn't the only one responsible for said Super Bowl win. That, you know, Frank Reich huh. had a lot to do with the success of, of that team and, and Carson Wentz in particular. And, you know, uh, clearly uh, Jim Schwartz did not win that Super Bowl. Um, but uh, <laughs> you have a lot of yards. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Um, so, you know, I, I don't necessarily, uh, even though I, I didn't want him as my head coach or as our head coach anymore, I, I yesterday didn't feel good because we also, I don't, I don't know who, I don't know who is the next best candidate. And, and I don't want to rebuild. I don't, you know, when, when they let go of, of Chip Kelly a few years back, I was like, good, he's gone. And then, well, but now what, you know, and, and I'm, I'm tired of rebuilding. Well, listening to Jeffrey Lurie's press conference yesterday, it feels like that was the difference. You're talking about like a different vision between what he saw for the organization and what Doug saw for the organization. And and, and Lurie did not want to go into details, but it feels like Lurie's looking at this as a rebuild for, you know, he said in his words, um, two, three, four, five years. Um, And I think the decisions that Doug wanted to make was, you know, like, hey, let's try to run this back and, you know, win next year. Um, I think uh, Lurie understands that the team um, is old at key positions, uh, namely the offensive line, um, and they need to start getting younger players in here to develop. And it's not going to – listen, this team won four games this year. Don't, don't expect this team to win, you know, 12 games next year. It's not going to happen. But you know, that's, the way, that's the way the cap is and the way the roster set up. Deuces, you mentioned it. So, obviously, these are extraordinary circumstances that, that have been going on here. Mm-hmm. How uh, do, do you think, non-pandemic, we would have seen a drastically different season play out? That's a great question. Uh, drastically, no. Um, but I, think, I, I do think it would have been better. Okay. I, I, I really do think it would have been better. It was late. And, and I and I, I hate to do this because every team goes through the same thing. So you got to feel like the playing field is even, you know. But, um, but this team, aside from the pandemic, went through a ton of injuries, a ton, a ton of injuries. And and you never know, you know, had had things been normal, you know, guys are in the building more, conditioning more, seeing the trainers more. Although with fields, track records, their conditioning staff hasn't always been great. Um, but, you know, maybe some of these injuries don't happen. You know, maybe they're able to work with Carson much more, and he doesn't have the worst, the worst, you know, season of his NFL career, and things don't go sideways like that. Um, but, again, I, the, the guy lost his job, and I, I, I can't believe that it happened that, that quickly. But, listen, yeah. I, I'm not going to shed a tear for Doug. He's you know, he's going to get a job. Yeah, he'll end up on his feet somewhere. Yeah, and uh, so speaking of losing, do you, is it your assessment that Howie Roseman stays? Yes, that's that's the sense I got um, from uh, what Jeffrey Lurie said yesterday. He said um, he said he had a lot of confidence in Howie Roseman in the front office, um, which is um, which is kind of. I don't want to say amazing, but, you know, Howie's outlasted a lot of coaches. <laughs> usually, you know, usually you change the coach a couple times, and after a while you're like, all right, I got you know, to change something else besides the coach. Right, right. Do, do, do you think we're closing in on that? Uh, Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman have a very unique relationship. Um, you know, it's beyond football. And um, I – how he seems pretty, pretty untouchable. You okay. Know, at this point. Now, listen, you know, if they bring in another coach and this, you know, this thing goes haywire the next, you know, three years, you know, maybe, maybe then Howie's in the hot seat. But as of right now, I think Howie's, Howie's pretty safe. Yeah, Howie's been responsible for, or you would assume that he's responsible for a lot of the bad moves uh, for, for the Eagles roster, but he's also been responsible and, and forgotten for the good moves that he yeah. made. So, so for whatever Alshon Jeffrey was for this team these past couple of seasons, 
He was not that in the Super Bowl run, and Howie Roseman did bring him in for that. And uh, for whatever you think about Carson Wentz's contract today, that was not the case, at least for the fan base, uh, you know, coming off of that 2017 season where it was, you know, arguably a MVP caliber season. And so these decisions that were, were lauded back then are now being scrutinized today. Yeah, hindsight's always twenty twenty. And when they did the deal with Carson Wentz, um, they didn't have to do it that early, and that's what everybody's pointing at. But by them doing it that early, they got Carson for a cheaper rate than they would have if he continued on the track that he was going on and he hit the creation market. So in the Eagles' eyes at that time, it was a bargain. And in uh-huh. everybody's eyes, like and we all yeah. felt the same exact thing because, you know, like a, um, not too sh- shortly after that, didn't they didn't somebody uh, didn't they not um, lock down Mahomes for even more. Right. And then like Dak Prescott wanted more. And then, you know, all these younger quarterbacks were getting more. And we were like, OK, well, we got him at a, at a nice rate. Uh, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what happened. And but again, hindsight 2020, you look at it now, you're like, oh, my God, the worst contract in the world for a guy, you know. <laughs> Through 15 interceptions in 12 games and fumbled the ball, you know, yeah. and the developed allergic to him. But, um, but you know, to give to give Howie some credit, or you know, a lot of people bang Howie on some draft picks and things like that. And the way the Eagles are structured, it's not just Howie. It's, you know, they 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 all get together and you know come to an agreement on decisions. And there's you know, one guy may want uh, one guy in the front office, the scouting department may want this guy, while another person in the coaching staff may want this guy, and it goes back and forth. At the end of the day, a decision is made as a group. Um, you know, I, I do know there was some talk about whose decision was it to take Galen Rager, you know, with their first round draft pick last year, as opposed to, you know, Justin Jefferson or, you know, some of these other wide receivers that did well. And I know that's the point of contention, but everybody wants to put Jalen Rager on Howie, and I'm not 100% sure that Howie was the one that said, you know, that that was his guy. But, you know, he's not going to say that now because he's not going to throw anybody else on his coaching staff or scouting department under the bus. Um, so just a, the fans just need to be real careful when they put every single draft pick on, on Howie. That, that's not fair. You know, it's, it's, it's funny because obviously you watch, so, and I'm, I'm, I'm more a neophyte in how these things are reckoned. And, and, uh, you know, my understanding is very limited, but you see something, and this is probably going to sound very Pollyanna ish, but the, uh, so we have the Super Bowl win and then it's almost like a self-destroying model then everyone becomes worth more. Everyone, you know, and so the, the, the team that, that gets you there suddenly is gone because now things are going to, you know, and, and now they, they, they start to over-engineer, okay, here's where we're this and that and that. You know, when, is it, does it not exist anymore that, that a, a team that wins stays pretty much intact and is able to carry through to, to, you know, subsequent seasons? Or is it just the nature of the beast that a win means that's the last time you see that iteration. Uh, I wouldn't say so because if you look at the history of the New York, uh, New England Patriots, you know, granted they cheat though. But if you look at the history of the Patriots, yeah. to, you know, to keep it going for a long time. A lot of times, what happens when a team wins the Super Bowl, um, you get the 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 pitfalls of success. Um, everybody's getting a lot of attention. Everybody's getting looking for a bigger contract, looking for bigger endorsements. Um, doing commercials and things like that. And when they come back that next year, they're likely not that focused. Right. Um, what also happens from the front office side is, hey, it works. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. And you end up hanging on to 
to what happened last year or two years ago a little too long. And that may have happened with, with the Eagles. Okay. Um, listen, the, the, the team that we have on the field, that, that we had, the team that we saw on the field this season, you know, granted, you may have had a few of the same names that won the Super Bowl back in 2017, but a lot of those same names are not the same players. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and then you brought up Alshon Jeffrey. You know what I mean? Alshon Jeffrey, not the same player. You know, Zach Ertz, you know, not the same player. Um, Lane Johnson, not the same player. Um, Jason Kelsey, I'll say he is the same player, you know, uh, Pro Bowl caliber player. But a lot of these players that, that got you there, you know, a couple of years later, they're not the same. And from a front office standpoint, it's real easy to try to just hang on. All right, if I just take one little piece here, or I add this one, you know, if I bring it to Sean Jackson back for, for a big number, or if I bring up Darius Slay from, you know, trade for Darius Slay from Detroit, give him a big contract and keep this thing going. And the next thing you know, you're, you know, you're $45 billion over the salary. Now, <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a game in it of itself, making that happen. All right, Deuces, we wanted to get your take. We'll obviously uh, follow you to uh, see what the next steps are and uh, and what is going on. We we appreciate it. You are the Jim Gardner of sports yes, in, our, in our mind. <laughs> so we turn to you. He actually goes by the Deuces of anchors, yes. Jim Gardner, yeah. 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 Which is a huge compliment. Yeah, it's a very big compliment. <laughs> If I could only grow a mustache like that. <laughs> Nobody can. All right, deuces. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon, okay, my man? Love you guys. All right, we love you too. All right, deuces, yeah. Rockets, guys. Yep, it's uh, it's a chess game, man. It is. Well, you know what, listen, it's, it's going to be good drama for the city of Philadelphia for the next few months. We got a number six draft pick coming up in April, and yeah, lots of stuff to talk about. Yep. And listen, we got to take a break, but when we return, we'll have the longest tenured coach in Philadelphia sports. <laughs> yeah. Ask him what that's like. Uh, Elaine Vigneault will be joining us of the Flyers. They, they get started tomorrow, so I'm excited yeah. for hockey season getting back up and going. Uh, we will also have in roughly an hour, about 64 minutes from now, another chance to win $500. No sad though. But in the meantime, give me some of this. Yeah. I got a $25 gift card for Old Steve. State Tavern, who is here, caller number 12. We are going to give you the gift card, 215-263-WMMR. They have a great selection of drafts and have ice-cold Bud Light bottles, Bud Light aluminum bottles, and Bud Light seltzers for all the games. To view their weekly specials, visit OldStateTavern.com. We'll be back in just a moment. Your shot at cash seven times a day, starting Friday. Listen even hours. That's 8 and 10 a.m., noon, 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. Get the keyword, then text it to 45911. Or enter it via WMMR.com or our app to also get qualified for the $10,000 grand prize. See official rules and details at WMMR.com. No sad dough. No sad dough. Starting Friday from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We are set to go for hockey. Yeah. Yep, starts tomorrow. And uh, we're excited to have the sport uh, fire back up and we can get flyered back up. Uh, So why not talk to the man in charge? And as Casey said earlier, the longest tenured coach in the city of Philadelphia right now. I wonder what it was like when he started. After yesterday's (laughs) news. 
Uh, so please welcome the head coach of your Flyers, Mr. Thank you. Elaine Vigneault, yeah. please welcome. Good morning, Coach. How are we doing, guys? We're doing good, and yourself? Uh, real good. Happy e- to excellent. Well, listen, get started. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm sure that you are. I, I wanted to ask, pardon the uh, metal music there for a moment. We're just so- uh, I, I wanted to, uh, to ask, you know, obviously a different season, a different type of season this year, a different start to the season with... With no real preseason, some scrimmages here and there, and I, I you know, just from an outsider, uh, see this maybe the way uh, school is going for kids right now. Some of the uh, there are some advantages to some people for having like a virtual learning thing that they haven't been used to before, and there are some disadvantages. Is this season? Can you tell for now if it might be advantageous for the Flyers or it might be hard and you guys are really going to have to to work uh, some extra, uh, put a little extra oomph in it to make it work this year? Well, we're in a very tough uh, division this year. You know, because of COVID, uh, the divisions have changed and our division was, was extremely competitive in the past. I think it's even more competitive this year, but there's the COVID variable that uh, the NHL and, and all the leagues are faced with. So, uh, you basically uh, you're trying to do everything you can by following the protocols and and staying healthy, but you uh, basically uh, hope that you're never going to lose a or some players. But as it happened in all sports, at some point uh, the COVID factor did come in. So we're trying to follow the protocol, stay as safe as we can. It, it does that make it more challenging for the Flyers than the other teams? I don't think so. We're in the same boat as everyone else. Right. Uh, we have to. To stay smart and uh, stay safe, and I feel real good about our team and when, where we are. We've had uh, nine good days so far. We start tomorrow against uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, a uh, great rivalry with Philly, and uh, we're going to be ready for it. Yeah, so um, what you guys were able to do, and by you guys, I mean the NHL, what you guys and what the NBA was able to do um, to not only salvage the season last year, but also like just put out a great product was was really amazing. And you guys set up these bubbles, and you were able to keep everybody safe and 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 really put out a great product. The other thing that was great was was having games in the middle of the afternoon. Like oh, that, yeah. that was pretty cool. I mean, for us, because, like, our days are over in, in the afternoon, so we were able to, to really, you know, dial in on that. Um, but you're, you're seeing some of the struggles happen with the NBA now uh, that they are not in a bubble. And, um, you know, are you taking notes on, on um, you know, what they're doing and, and you, know, tr- you know, trying to maybe avoid some of the pitfalls that, that they're going through right now? Well, I think the NHL so far has done an incredible job of, of, you know, giving us the guidelines. And, you know, in the bubble this uh, past summer, obviously, it was a real controlled environment. Now it's not as controlled, but we have strict guidelines that we have to follow. I'm sure the NBA is is the same way. And, uh, you know, hopefully everyone stays safe. And obviously uh, we're trying to learn from everyone. We're trying to learn from the NFL what they're doing to keep their players safe learn from the uh, the baseball that, that was played this past and uh, now we're trying to put it all together keep our players safe so that we can play some games so that our fans can uh, can enjoy some good hockey and hopefully uh, in Philly bring back the cup do you guys did you guys already have practice today no, we're doing that at eleven thirty. So okay, um, I'm, I'm talking to you first. Is that, is, that re- <laughs> is that regular hockey or knock hockey? Just to me. Uh, the reason I ask is is uh, it's your captain's birthday today, and I wasn't sure if there was a 
a tradition in hockey, you know, instead of birthday punches, do you do birthday slap shots and, you know, anything like that? Uh, I've seen the odd time where the uh, guys use the pie on the ice to, to the uh, birthday boy. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure they I, they do that with uh, Claude. He's highly respected, and uh, right now he's really focused on on coming here and uh, you know playing his best hockey to help the Flyers win. So, right, uh, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a, a great day for him. He, he's a new father from last year. He's very excited. So uh, he's come here to Philly this year with the best intentions, and it should be real good for our group. Yeah, Coach, we, we've been lucky enough to be friends with uh, Claude for a number of years, and uh, I, I texted him this morning to wish him a happy birthday. He texted back. He's, he's requesting uh, more time on the penalty kill this year, so if you could put him on the ice uh, pretty much every shift, he we would love for that to happen. Uh, well, if that's going to help us win, I'll definitely do it. Okay. <laughs> how's Nolan doing? I be- I, sorry, I lost you there for a second. I said, how's Nolan doing? You know what? Nolan is doing extremely well. He's come to camp. Uh, he's been through everything, uh, all the uh, practices, all the scrimmage, the inter-squad game. He cleared himself to play. He's got a beautiful smile on his face. Uh, he's uh, ready to go, and uh, he seems uh, obviously must have been nervous at the beginning, but now that uh, fact that uh, he was a little bit nervous is now just uh, excited to get back at it, be, being able to play with his teammates and help his teammates win. I have to ask you because, you know, they say like if you live in a home with like a deep, like a, like a deep carpet and so on and so forth, they're, they're, they're germ magnets. How far away from Grady do you stay? <laughs> <laughs> I love Grady. I think he's the best, best mascot in the league, in, in, in all of the leagues. So he's a he's a big part of uh, our fan base and, and our team. All right. Hey, Coach, just on a, a personal level, you know, uh, outside of a of a win on on a game day, what's the best part of your day uh, when when you guys are going to play and you and, and let's say it's a home game because I think the road might be a completely different thing, but. When you guys are in your house, what's the best part of your day? Uh, you know, for me, it's just uh, making sure that, uh, you know, I've dotted the I's and crossed the T's. Uh, there's a lot of preparation that goes into a, into a game. You know, I have to make sure that all facets of, of the game are play. Uh, you know, the preparation for the opposition, what we're expected to see, and how we're expected to react. Once I've gone through my meetings, uh, usually for a 7 o'clock game, everything is done by quarter to 6 you sit back and and you wait for puck drop and uh, that's a good moment knowing that you've prepared your group that uh, everybody's focused and now all they need to do is go out and play and play the right way it, last season was such an, a weird season for so many reasons. You know, it stopped in the middle, and, and people didn't know when it was going to start. And then when it did restart, there was the bubble. But it was also uh, odd for you guys because, um, you know, Casey alluded to, to Nolan Patrick. You also lost uh, Oscar Lindblom earlier on in the season. And so this team that's coming back really has a great mix of veterans. And these the young players on the Flyers are really going to – are evolving into to studs like Nolan Pat- Patrick, like uh, Oscar, like uh, Provorov. You have to be excited about the mix uh, that, you know, that's coming into the, the season this year. No doubt. And, and you forgot Carter Hart. And Carter Hart, jeez, you know, yeah. Who's, uh, you know, uh, in our minds, uh, you know, an upcoming goaltender that uh, should be one of the top goaltenders in the league, and we all know the importance of that. I believe that one of the reasons why we 
can consider ourselves a Stanley Cup contender is because of all these young players that you're talking about. You combine those young players that are, are nearing uh, their their curve as far as reaching the, their full potential. You combine that with uh, the experience that we have, the players that you know want to leave a legacy of, of winners. Well, you put those two together, and uh, usually it makes for a pretty good team. And we consider ourselves a pretty good team. We consider ourselves Stanley Cup contender, and for us, it's there. Some more. You know, it's weird because uh, the, the victories that have taken place where, you know, <laughs> the trophies, the uh, whatever's occurred in this pandemic stuff. To be honest, if you can win the Stanley Cup outside of all of this, you know, I mean, because it's just, you know, let's face it, nine, nine guys going, woo, is this not, you know, it's not the same as a parade and stuff like that. And, you know, I mean, hopefully as things go and progress, some some iteration of that. I mean, does that cross your mind? Like, I mean, because you know, you know this city would go ape-ass for this. We've waited so long if it did happen. So in your mind, you think, well, maybe the closer we get to having normalcy, that might that might be a better thing for this. Well, I, I'm keeping my fingers crossed, and I'm hoping that, you know, with the vaccines coming out yeah. that, uh, sooner than later, uh, you know, there's some people that have it really tough out there. So sure. hopefully with the vaccines coming out, uh, you know, we can get back to normal life. And at some point, maybe in May, June, July, you know, May, June, July, hockey's supposed to go that far this year that, uh, you know, we have people in the stands. And uh, if we are able to get the job done, then uh, we can all celebrate as one big family together. Yeah, we're looking forward to the season starting. Coach, thanks for coming on this morning. Good luck with everything. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Let's hear it for you. Coach of your uh, Flyers, I am... Uh... Looking forward to seeing some hockey. I haven't looked at the schedule. Are they going to do more day games like they did at the Tomorrow's end of last 530. season? Tomorrow starts oh. at 530, and, and it's nothing but division games all season. So they play everybody yeah. in their division the entire season. That's cool. Yeah. That's so no cool. West Coast games. No, and no uh, Canadian games either. Mm. And and you guys all know, and we're, we're in a uh, position of privilege uh, because our uh, company uh, carries games for the Flyers uh, that, you know, we get press passes and things yeah. like that. And any time we've ever been to the games. And we've been at a day game, and we're there with the players. They love playing day games. Yeah. They love them. Because they get to see us. Well, that's part of it. No, (laughs) the the rest of their day's open. They get done. They can go out and have a few drinks and relax as opposed to getting done, post-game meeting, blah, 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 whatever it is. And then next thing you know, it's late at night, and and, and it kind of sucks. So they love playing in the daytime. They can see Jeopardy when they get home. When the coach was talking... Uh, I was just thinking about uh, some stuff, and, and I know right. we've we've done um, uh, we've done sports movie you know conversations before. Who's your favorite coach? Oh, well, Herb Brooks in Miracle is pretty good. I mean, in a sports Kurt, movie, Kurt Russell. Yeah, uh, that's, got, a, like, that's Tom pretty Hanks. good. One. <laughs> in a league of their own, that's oh. it, it, Jimmy I mean, Dugan. I got, I got. I think I go back to uh, Gene Hackman in yes. Hoosiers. That's yeah. mine. That's mine. Was pretty damn amazing. Uh, I like um, I like uh, Wilford Brimley in The Natural. Okay, he was uh, fond of Billy Goats or as uh, Nanny Goats. Nanny Goats. Yeah, my girlfriend referred to him as uh, Wilbur Diabetes, <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, Wilford Brimley. Ooh man, I'm I'm bovine Joby. <laughs> Because uh, I, I like Henry Winkler in uh, The Waterboy. <laughs> He's, I great. Mean, like, He's great. Oh my I'm God. not going for inspiration here. I'm just going for who I like. I know. If you're talking about who who gives the real inspiration. Who, <laughs> Buttermaker's pretty who, great. Who brings it? Um, yeah. Buttermaker. Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
mighty does. But you know who what is who is often quoted is uh, is Al Pacino on uh, any given Sunday. Uh, it, yeah, that's an interesting take yeah. on football. Um, you got um, oh man, who was the one who was just on the tip of my tongue? Uh, Al Pacino. No, not Al Pacino. Uh, it was a great one. Damn it! And now you, I can't remember. You ruined it with Al Pacino. Uh, you know oh, uh, no, Denzel Washington in uh, yeah, uh, remember, remember the Titans. Titans. Yeah. That's good, one of the great ones as it's well. A great one, yeah. <clears throat> Man, I wish it, I would have known we were going into this. I'm sorry, I just uh, <laughs> you would have pulled together a list. <laughs> I threw it on you. How about how about um, Nick Nolte in uh, Blue Chips? That's <laughs> a good one. That was the. That was an interesting movie. And then that was when Nilty had less of that. Like, oh, it, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. gotten exponentially. You could actually understand him, mm-hmm. you know, but now, <laughs> you know, though he was really good, Preston, on The Mandalorian. He, his voice was. He was, yeah. Oh, I play a character. Uh, <laughs> this is not a popular opinion. I'm not a big fan of Hoosiers. Wow. And I probably I should probably go back and watch it. Um, but texturally, it's not an inviting movie to me. You know, uh, it's, I don't, well, like, because I don't of its really time care. period and it's out in the middle of nowhere and that the whole lighting thing. in the movie kind of like throws me off a little bit. It's, yeah, it's the, a depressing movie. Yes. Well, it, it takes place in, in the fall. It's cloudy a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I will give you that. Yeah. And, and there's, you know, there's an alcoholic father and some, some depressing things that take place in that yeah. movie. But the one thing I love about Hoosiers, uh, is the fact that the, the the kids who star on the team go look up their IMDb? Yeah, it's the only thing they ever did. They were just basketball players, right. like the movie Nick you were talking about, uh, um, Miracle. Miracle. Yeah. Those guys were all hockey players. Uh, the only guy that was an actor was a guy who played Jim Craig. Yes, uh, and of course they put somebody in goal who didn't need to skate around. Yeah, he was on Friends too. That actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah but but I love that about Hoosiers. Those guys were just basketball players. And they taught him how to act. Do you know what Hoosiers does? Job. Well, also is that um, there are. Listen, if you, we we can go through the topic of just sports movies in general, and, and even atypical sports movies that that convey, you know, because ultimately, you know, it, it says a lot about who we are. But when they when they walk onto the court and they're looking at the oh yeah, you know, that whole sequence. Uh, right, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, the coach yeah. comes to their defense. Right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, it's interesting because he had a his background in the movie was he punched another kid and got fired from his job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, uh, mm. the, the, the town didn't know about that. I got two for you. Uh, baseball, both baseball. Uh, Larry in uh, Bull Durham and uh, Lou Brown in Major League. Both great coaches. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, Lou Brown, yeah. Yeah. Give him the heater. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yes, uh, from... Um, uh, from Bull Durham. You're right. That's right. Yeah, Trey- you lollygag around the face. <laughs> Trey something was that actor's name. Uh, uh Hang on a second. Let me go. Oh, wait. There was another one. I was another all popping up in my head. <laughs> hang on. You got to be kidding me. Let me go to Jared. Hey, Jared. Yes. All right. So what do you think? Coach, your was, favorite I'm, coach. I'm thinking Danny Glover as uh, George Knox. In Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> angels angels in, the outfield. in the Outfield. They were real angels out there, weren't they? I never saw yep. that movie. Yeah. yeah Joseph it, Gordon-Levitt. It's cute. Okay. It's yeah. cute. It's okay. based on a true story. <laughs> How about Goldie Hawn in Wildcats? She, she's good? Yeah. 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 I really like that one. What yeah. you look for, I think what really for me determines it, is that... How are they at the speech? Every movie culminates in the speech. Yes. Yeah. In the this is the big game speech. So I'm glad you mentioned that because there's um there's a scene in the movie McFarlane USA. 
Great movie. Uh, where he's uh, um, uh, Kevin Costner's the yeah. coach, and he was a football coach. He ended up creating a track team. They didn't. They didn't have a track team. He saw these kids could run, but w- when he's talking about these guys, don't know what it's like to be you. They yeah. don't. They don't get up in the morning and work before school, and then you know run all these miles after him. Blah blah blah. And he just really puts it in them. Uh, that's a that's a pretty solid coach position and a, and a really good speech. Listen to me, I'm Kevin Costner. Yes. <laughs> you guys ever coach uh, any? No, no okay. one would trust you have, me with that. So, did I ever tell you about the game that I coached last year? Did you deliver a speech? No. Uh, okay, so our team wasn't very good. We we did end up winning one game last year. That's awesome. Oh, it is. It's great. Um, and, and the way we won was really great because we were, like, down by five with a couple of minutes left, and we and then it was, like, a full court thing. And- Come here, guys. I want you to take these pills. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Who here knows how to swallow a pill? Okay. You probably shouldn't chew these. We'll crush these up for you. <laughs> oh, my God. Who, who's good at snorting? Come in, Come in close, guys. Who can take these pills? <laughs> wow. Listen, uh, we were playing one team, and we were getting smoked. Okay? So... Uh, I called a timeout and I said to the guys, I'm like, we're just going to have some fun. Uh, I said, Peter, uh, you get to do your grandmom shot, blah, blah, blah. Right. (laughs) So we were losing by so much that the team that was playing against, against us was not allowed to guard us outside of the three point arc. That's how bad we were losing. Right. So for, uh, the next five minutes after that timeout, we just clowned around. And so Peter was shooting between his legs and I was allowing half court shots, and the and so then the why kid, not right? And, and it was your final game. No, no, oh, okay. no. But it didn't really even matter. It no. was the championship. It was the season opener. <laughs> um, so so our kids were playing really loose. They were anybody need some more pills? <laughs> they were having a lot of fun, smiling, laughing. It didn't matter that we were right. getting we were losing by twenty, thirty points. I mean, right. we were losing. They by were a lot. enjoying. The they game. were enjoying it, and then Good. the other team started enjoying themselves. Yay. Right. And, and they, they were, wanted the pills too. Well, the other coach didn't really care for that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so and that wasn't met with a uh, with the general joy of the sport. Guess who didn't care? This guy. Yeah. I don't care what the other coach thinks. I don't yeah. care what you know. And no. then so good for um, you. So I allowed the kids to just you know mess around. And then when we got back from halftime, all right, let's you know I let you guys have your fun now. Let's play yeah. basketball or whatever. But the best part about that whole thing was at, after the game was over, when we were in the lobby. The kid from the other team goes, that was the best basketball game Aww. I ever played. Aww. Yes, he had so much. I was like, well, then isn't that hey, really all that matters? Casey, you know what? Yeah. You won. Yeah. yeah. You guys won. Right? Good for you. Though I mean, you were if, if they were, destroyed. if they were, no, yeah. if, they, if yeah. they were technically way better than you guys. Yeah. And listen, fight and play hard. And you had other games that you did that. But yeah. might as well have some fun at that age, especially. especially I mean, come right? on. <laughs> I used to coach cheerleading, and one of the girls called me a bitch, and I was like, "What? Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> uh Like head explode? <laughs> and Did you go nuts? What uh, happened? Give me back those pills, <laughs> <laughs> bitch! <laughs> no, no. So what? What did you do? Uh. I just she was like benched for I forget how long I benched her for or whatever. But um, yeah, it was I was in but I was in college and I was coaching the high school, the local high school team. So you're not like a year old, two years older than I was like not very much older than them. How 
do your impression of, of how she, what, what you were saying so to she, him, what, how she fired back to so you. So she said it under her breath. Oh, she yeah. was like, bitch. they were sitting on the stands and, uh, or they were sitting in the stands at a basketball game and she like kind of just said it under her breath and I was like, whipped around. I was like, uh-uh, that's not going to happen. Steve, all of a sudden she, get down here and choke yourself with my hand. Yeah, she leave it on my hand. She turns into Cuddly Sergeant you. What's your name, fat body? Wait, um, wait, you want to know a great story? That team that I, I think I only did it for one year, but I, I did all of the sports. And uh, one What's of those girls, name, one of those girls that I coached ended up on our hottie cam when we were in the old no. studio. And I was like, she was like, oh, Coach Romano, she's like, do you remember me? And I was like, oh, no, now you have no clothes on. No. Shoot. Why you, you little maggot? You make me want to You know who's a good coach, <laughs> good Preston? Job. And you'll agree? Oh. Who becomes a good coach? Walter Matthau and the Bad News Bears. The original, yeah, the original yeah. Bad News Bears. And they put the kid in, and Vic Morrow is the coach of the other team who's blood and guts, and he's, you know, and he just says, listen, if yeah. we lose, we lose, but we're going to have fun. Yeah. Yeah, he goes, he goes, he goes through, through transformation. He goes through a, a, a whole thing where, where yeah. he, he starts off really not caring. He could care less. And then after a while, they get Kelly Leak, yeah. and then, then he starts to care and guide them. And then he takes it too far. Then yeah. he starts getting pissed. Don't off. you want to win? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and they they were like, "Whoa, what happened to you?" And then he reeled it back and turned into, yeah. "All right, we're just going to have a good time." Yeah. Uh, type of thing. Here's the deal: I played on a football team for two straight seasons where we did not win a game. Okay, and I got to tell you, categorically, doesn't matter. It does not matter. Like we had like a great time, and you know, obviously, you you know, winning a championship is pretty great. But like, well, case I played on a little fun. I played on a little a little league game. It was the Phils uh-huh. up in New York, and we won every game, and it was boring because they <laughs> they, they, ne- they never let. Uh, there were just a select, like Kelly League, Preston, mm-hmm. a few kids who played, oh, yeah. and every it was it was not for the fun of the game. It yep. was a it was a banner and a trophy and all that crap. Yeah, it's like once you get to Teen Wolf, once he's on your team. Yeah, you get, come yeah, on, whatever. man. <laughs> Speaking of which, that coach was pretty awesome. He was pretty good. He did not. What were his three rules? What's that? What were his three rules? Never play cards with a guy who has the same name as a city. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Never date a woman who has a tattoo of a dagger on her. Hmm. And I can't remember the other one. Don't feed them after midnight. No, it's nope. something like don't wake up before you go. Yeah, go. yeah never. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was like always get ten hours. Of, never get less than ten hours of sleep. <laughs> something like that. Never play cards with a guy with the same name as the city, and never had ta- date a woman with a dagger, dagger, t- 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 dagger tattoo or something like that. I love how he's like, hey, don't forget, you can come in here and talk to me anytime at all. Yeah, Mikasa Sukasa, and he comes in, he's like. I'm a little busy right now. Um, I, you know, I got to, you know. Um, hang on a second. There are a few people that are texting in this. I'm going to go to Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Lisa. What's up? I thought Ed Harris in radio was great. A few people are texting it. I never saw the movie radio. I know what it's about. I did, and I don't remember. Oh, you have to see it. It's great. Radio is Cooper Gooding Jr., right? Yes. Uh, so, so uh, I don't okay. remember. Yeah. Uh, so he's really good in that. Yeah, great coach in that. Uh, all right. Okay. All right. Thank I like you. It. I have to look up that. Uh, I like Ed Harris in general. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty awesome. He's um, playing Jackson Pollock in that as a coach. Uh, let's. <laughs> he was. <laughs> wow. What are you doing over there, coach? Painting. <laughs> <laughs> we had a the game out here. I know, but look. <laughs> well, breaking all the rules of uh, oh, <laughs> but look, of art. tearing down art barriers <laughs> yeah. over here. It's a game going on. Uh, <laughs> that is a painting of the game. That's our coach over there. He's, <laughs> He's painting. 
He's painting. Splatter painting. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to Jason. Hi, Jason. Good morning. That ain't you. That ain't you. Yeah. Hey, Jason. Hang on. Billy Bob Thornton in Friday Night Lights. That ain't you. You're right. Yeah, Billy Bob Thornton. Very, uh, and he was playing Sling Blade in that. I never saw. We're <laughs> <laughs> <In> that game. <clears throat> We're going to go for it. Yeah, man. Um, Brian Piccolo I, has cancer. I never saw Friday Night Lights. What'd you say? No. Brian Piccolo has cancer. <laughs> he breaks the news to him, though. <laughs> Let's let Sling Blade tell him. Uh, <laughs> I never saw Friday Night Lights. It's good? it's good. It's yep. good. It's not it's not one of my again, you can have a substandard or just eh sports movie. Was that uh I don't want your no, wife. No, that's varsity blues. Yes. Varsity blues, okay. <laughs> I don't like your wife. <laughs> I that's like varsity mom. blues. Varsity I don't blues like has my mom. Varsity Blues has its moments, um, but it also has some really two-dimensional acting. And uh, the, the, the coach in that one is uh, John Voight, and he's the stereotypical, I'm a bully coach. I'm going to get the worst out of my best of my players by being the worst coach possible and be, being a jerk. And so, like, that, that movie's all right. All right, who's, who's the best jerk coach? Because there's always well, a good coach. Okay, I got one. Yeah, right? In fact, it was going to – so the um, – uh, God, it's the Robbie Benson movie um, where yeah. he's – yeah, breaking away. No, not no, breaking no, no. away. One, um, one breaking on the one. rules. One Break, on one. One on one. <laughs> <laughs> one on ah, one. Son of a bitch. Uh, and that guy is the uh, is the uh, he's he's, he's, he's in Godfather too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's always a jerk. Up your ass with a red hot poker. Um, the jerk coach. Uh, how about uh, Red Bow U from the Waterboy? That was uh, Jerry Reed. <laughs> yes, I love I love that scene in the seventies <laughs> where he shows oh up God. at the door. The and they've got the big bell bottoms on. It's hilarious. Oh, that's the best. Uh, Casey, the uh, the other coach in uh, Wildcats, and and that was uh, Bruce McGill. I think played him. Okay. Oh, I, okay. Me- I mentioned Vic Morrow in the original Bad News Bears. He yes. Was, uh, his his own son, who was I think Brandon Cruz Eddie in uh, the courtship of Eddie's father. Yep. Freaks out. It's not a great movie, but uh, Ed O'Neill plays a jerk coach in Little Giants with Rick Moranis, and, and Ed O'Neill's the bad guy in that one. Uh, so I think that makes it into the, into the list. You know I who's a, I never saw a dick coach? The coach in charge of the uh, the reindeer in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was done. It was done. Yeah. We're yeah. not. We're not. Hey, he has a physical abnormality. Let's ignore him. <laughs> and laugh at him. Point and laugh. <laughs> I <laughs> bet he's mentally slow. He's disabled. Let's castigate him and send him out into the snow to die. <laughs> 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 hey, look, he's different. Kill him. Let's all trample on him. Yeah, trample on him. Yeah, kill him now. (laughs) When your antlers come in more, we'll all gather together and gore him to death. Wow. They were just kids at that. Yeah, we didn't have enough. Yeah. Yeah. What was the look? He's different. Kill him now. (laughs) What was the name of the diving coach from Back to School? What was his real name? That guy. The actor's name. Yeah. Oh, I I couldn't tell you. Um, He was in several movies. Uh, Why? I just I liked him. You liked him <laughs> you as a coach. I liked I liked it him a lot. I liked him. <laughs> coach Turnbull is that who it is? Yeah. M Emmett Walsh. Yeah, that guy was in a lot of movies. M Emmett Walsh is a great. He's he's actually in uh, the 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 Cohen Brothers. The the um, uh, the simple a simple plan. Blood, simple plan. Blood simple. Blood simple. Yeah, he's he is a, oh. a, a great character actor. We're pulling up. You know, his he is He's in the jerk. He's the guy who shoots at Navin. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> in the jerk. Navin Johnson. Somebody hates these cans of oil. 
That's uh, right. <laughs> he hates more cans! <laughs> Wait a minute. He was in something called Captain America Civil War Reenactors. <laughs> That sounds oh. hilarious, and he was the pool manager. It was a short, apparently. Oh, wow. Captain America Civil War reenactors. <laughs> I like that. I like it. All right. I like it that. Uh, <laughs> trying to think of other jerk coaches who would have been, you know, like oh. the, the the coach. Well, um, we're missing oh, oh. an obvious one. Well, there was a movie called with uh, with um, hang on to the obvious one uh, with uh, um, Tom Cruise when he was really really young, and was it Craig T. Nelson? Oh, who was the coach yeah. of the football oh. team? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and he shuts him down completely, and in fact, doesn't allow. He, he starts to spread rumors about him when when uh, colleges were starting uh, to, uh, to. Okay, Terry O'Quinn's in that movie, right? Um, is it all the right moves? All yeah. the right moves. Uh, yeah. Friday Night Blues. That yeah, was it. And it, yeah, it was Craig T. Nelson. He was a real a hole in that one. The obvious one has been in the studio, and you guys are watching a current version of him right now. We all are. We are watching a current, current version of the actor right yes. now. We all are. Karate Kid? There it is. Oh. Martin Cove. Yeah. 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 I mean, coach? Ultimate. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's a coach. Sensei, yeah. coach, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Because yeah. we could do a whole, you know, extra uh, topic of senseis. He's, yeah. he's turned flat out <laughs> evil, man. Yeah. I mean, I mean he's evil on that show. Gets off on kids fighting each other. Yeah. <laughs> Has know? no one pointed that out <laughs> to the police? There's something there. It's not a... It's not jumping. It's not put the car before the horse here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It can be fun. Uh, let me go to some other calls. I have uh, Alex. Hi, Alex. Good morning. Hey, good morning. You guys rock. Oh! Thanks, What's up, buddy? Hey. Yeah, James Gunn in the program probably had two of the best one-liners when he says, you know, when did 80,000 people show up to watch a kid take a chemistry experiment? <laughs> are you injured or are you just hurt? And making uh, Omar Epps get up and tough it out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, have you ever taken anything Thanks, away from from uh, you know? Uh, sometimes those movies, when they or the a good script, or, you know, and that's that's why it's, um, you know, uh, you can you can take away little life lessons. I've 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 been yeah. picked up and in empowered by something I saw in a, you know sports. Movie. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Most they're they're very they can be the very natural inspiring. though. The natural as a movie, you know, it's completely different than the book. The book ends. He sells out. Right. He he, oh, he, yeah. he totally rolls over and takes the money. Did you guys see the the Ben Affleck movie, The Way Back, the basketball yeah, I movie? I did. Um, I I liked most of it. I didn't like all of it. I thought he was really great in it. He was great. I wanted to like it a bit more. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping for just a yeah, little bit more. A little out bit of it. more. It he was, actually it, he had a really decent um uh, method for keeping his beers cold. Uh, he yes, would, he did. <laughs> his rotation method? Because he was such a heavy beer drinker, yeah. he would uh, he would take a beer out of the freezer, right? And and that would be the beer they drank. And then he took a beer out of the fridge and put that in the freezer. And so in the time that he was drinking the beer, whatever beer he put in the freezer got even colder, but wouldn't freeze because yeah. he would drink a case of beer. Well, you know, that's oh, where you know when you, you get that sort of sad, like Dennis Hopper in Hoosiers is this guy who's just... Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, dude. Casey he was a hard drinker in yeah. that movie. You're right, and I thought that was an interesting little system. He He's always got a really ice, ice cold beer, cold beer ready to go. Uh, let's see. Hang on a second. Somebody wants to mention the TV show Friday Night Lights. I'm going to go to James. James, good morning. Hey, what's up, pal? Yo, bud. What'd you want to share? All right. So Kyle Chandler from the TV series uh, Friday Night Lights played uh, Eric, Coach Eric Taylor. I think he was one of the best coaches for a TV series. No, you're right. That show was great, yeah, uh, and it was far better than the the, the movie. And and Absolutely. that and he he was a top level coach. It was a great performance. All right. Thanks, man. 
Appreciate it. Uh, we eat will... a lot of chocolate donuts. Go next to Jason. Hi, Jason. Good morning. What's up, bitches? Yo, bench. <laughs> All right. What do you What do you think? Great. Your Your favorite coach uh, from a movie? Paul Newman in Slapshot. Reggie Dunlop. Yes. And you know he's a guy who goes through a transformation too, and that's cool. You know. Well, for a moment he does. Yeah. And he's like, "There's scouts out there." And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then they go crazy again. Uh, that's such a great movie. I wonder if that's got legs at all nowadays. I haven't watched it in years. Some of them carry through. Some of them where it's it's such a pure... Yeah, I think it would. It yeah, was, it's a pure it was, subject matter. It yeah. was subversive when it came out, you know? I mean, it was considered, like, really subversive. It's based on a team out of Pennsylvania, Yeah. Uh, by the way. The Chiefs are. Uh, Charlestown Chiefs. Who owned a Chief? Who owned a Chiefs? Uh, and the the whole thing, I remember reading the story about it one time, but it was a, a minor league hockey team here in Pennsylvania, somewhere I think out towards Western PA, mm-hmm. and they were just brutal, just horribly, horribly brutal. Uh, and so they felt the movie would be about it, uh, so it would be good about it. Uh, Gene Hackman and the replacements. We have some uh, texts coming in about that. I like the replacements. He's good at that. I, 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 I think that's a, that's a fun movie. Yep. A good diversion. Mm-hmm. Roger Dangerfield and Ladybugs. Ladybugs. Come on. <laughs> that movie is so terrible, but I will watch it when it's on. That kid later committed suicide. The kid who was... Yeah, Jonathan Brandis. Jonathan Brandis. He was in that show Sequest, and he was a good actor, and yeah. so sad. Uh, Didn't mean to bring the Ladybugs fans down. Let me go to Ed. Hey, Ed, good morning. Morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, Ed? Rudy. Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> Rudiger. All right, so which coach? There were two coaches in that movie. The first one or the second one? Yeah, the first one, it was great. And the second one actually pitched in uh, Major League down the line. You're right. Up your butt, Joe Boo. That was him. Neither coach was as good as the custodian who really got him. That's the one who's the uh, Michael uh, Dutton, right? Is that who it is? Charles 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 Dutton. Dutton. And he, uh, the the movie is, the script is broadly written, but it's, it's still good, you know? What Rudy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, yeah, they 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 take some liberties. And right, Favreau's in it. Yeah, yeah, and, and, Vince, and Vince Vaughn. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's it's terrible. It's a, it's an awful. Oh, <laughs> it's just the worst. Nick hates that movie. I hate that movie. The Regis Philbin loved it. You know, you hate that movie because you hate Notre Dame. Yeah, actually, I think the movie's really cheesy too. I, I just don't really care for it. Okay, it just didn't speak to me. But and also, I hate Notre Dame. So two reasons. What what I hate is the fact that Rudy's family wouldn't believe him. Yes. Yeah. Come on, you piece of crap! Sponge, your yeah. brother, right? Uh, I, fighting Irish fans are like Yankees fans. It's it's too easy, or, or Cowboys fans. Uh, let's see. All right, there's a few of these. I'm going to go to, and they're both named Tom. Two guys named Tom. Here's the first time they called in. Hey, Tom, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey guys, uh, hey. I think this guy won a uh, Oscar for his role, but uh, Mick in Rocky, Burgess Meredith. Mickey, I guess he'd qualify. Yeah, he, as... he won an Oscar. He did for Rocky. I didn't best know supporting that. actor. Yes, he did. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, but he won it for the third movie. No, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the one he was dead in. <laughs> I don't feel so good. I think I got a little bit of the. I got my uterus hurts. Uh, thanks. You Tom. Levels, Rocky. <laughs> Mickey, you don't have a uterus. I don't. <laughs> What I got a hysterectomy for? Even Rocky knows that. Yeah, I'm stupid. I know you don't got a hysterectomy. You don't need one. You don't got an uterus. <laughs> what? You don't got an uterus. <laughs> What's that, Rock? You don't got an uterus. <laughs> uterus? I tell you, I think I got to have mine removed. You yes. don't got one. <laughs> Men do not have uteruses. <laughs> 
<laughs> men do not have uteruses. <laughs> men, it's truth. <laughs> men do not got uteruses. <laughs> uh, all right, here's uh, Joe. Hey, Joe, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey. That ripped corn from dodgeball. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. Do, do you, remember the, you remember the rules of dodgeball? Isn't it duck, duck, dodge? There's like three, and, and dodge is twice in the list. Well, Nick, if you can, look if you can dodge it, a yeah. wrench, you can dodge a ball. Right, I, yeah. do, I do know that. <laughs> what was that character's name, Joe? Do you remember? Patches. Patches. That's it. Patches. Yes, and it was Hank Azaria who played him in the younger yeah, version. <laughs> yeah, I, I love when they're going through the casino and the luck of the Irish um, light thing above the uh, the slot machine falls down and crushes Patches. Oh, Patches O'Hulahan. Okay. Yeah. Dodge, then, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the jerk coach in that movie would have been Ben Stiller's character. Yes. Uh, who was just fantastic all the way around. All right. Anyhow. In uh, your face, LeFleur. Thought it would be worth uh, chit-chatting about. But listen, I want to take a break because we want to stay on time. Thank you for your calls. And those we didn't get to, I apologize. Uh, but we need to come back because we have your chance to win $500. And I know you want to do that. It's called No Sad Dough. Uh, but we will whet your appetite oh. <laughs> by giving this away right now. I have a $25 gift card from Old State Tavern who brought in all kinds of stuff. They brought in cheesesteaks. They brought in broccoli bites, nachos. Uh, their famous bee sting wings are known for their wings. Um, so we'll take caller number seven, and I'll set you up with that $25 gift card, 215-263-WMMR. They're on State Street uh, in media, and you can enjoy watching games there, socially distanced, indoors, by the way. Their Plenty onion rings are awesome. Plenty of large TVs, and Old State Tavern opens every day at noon. We're going to take a break, and we will be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Monday nights. Metallica family, are you with us? It's not just Monday. It's Metallica Monday. Join MMR's Jackie Bam Bam for massive amounts of Metallica every Monday night starting at 9. From the monster hits to deeper album cuts spanning a Hall of Fame career. This is Robert, Kurt, Lars, and James from Metallica. We're covering all the bases from one of rock's biggest bands. Check out WMMR.com for more from Metallica. News, videos, and interviews with MMR DJs. Metallica, Mondays, 9 p.m. With Jackie Bam Bam right here on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. So we got about uh, two and a half minutes before we're going to dive into our next special word for No Sad Dough. Seven times. Chance to win today. Uh, so we got a couple minutes to uh, to kill. Uh, I did briefly mention this uh, last week, but I'll expand a little bit more that uh, the fact that... Um, both of our day up on the slopes events are, are canceled for this right. year. Uh, and we would say postponed, but you get a small window of weather that you have to deal with. And so uh, we're going to put it off. So we're going to set our sights for next year. And as is said in this uh, little information sheet, we got to thank everybody who's joined us for more than 20 years of day off series of events. And, of course, thanks to our friends at Jack Frost Mountain for hosting so many crazy, memorable, awesome moments over the those years. And for the record... <clears throat> We got it in last year. Mm-hmm. We did. We got we got the cardboard was... class again. It was the last big event we did. Yeah. Yep. And in fact, um, oh, by the way, the mountain is still open for skiing. Yes. It's by appointment only at jfbb.com. Uh, but there's no way we can do a large gathering like that uh, in the conditions that we have now. Now, we are working on something else that might 
be happening. We'll let you know if that does come together concerning the Cardboard Classic. Our mindset is to not just cast these things into the ether. We're going to come up with versions to yeah. kind of bridge the gap because we have every confidence we'll be back to doing the things you love. But that doesn't mean that we can't get a little creative. Maybe come up with some stuff that'll pour it into the new versions of things that we do. Yeah. But it's, uh, listen, It's. It, I, I, think, I think they're going to like this when we unveil it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we don't want to reveal too much now, but it's uh, it's fun. And all the other events that we that we annually have, uh, they're just kind of fluid right now. Yeah. We're just going to have to wait yeah. and see, and that's the way it uh, it's become the norm uh, to just kind of wait and see when schedules might pop up. So if you're wondering about things like, um, you know, Keenan's and so on, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens, and, and, and we'll get information when that information's available. And listen, Kathy, aren't you coming up with a uh, activities list of... Uh, what? Yeah, I mean, I have one if you want. What is what is the uh, what is it for? Is for just uh, like winter blues? Winter blues. Depression. Okay, so maybe yeah, we we'll, got to do that. We'll unleash that soon. Yeah. Okay. You, you have it all ready to go, or uh, I can get it ready. Yeah. Okay. It'll be, uh, right. Easy. So in the very near future, we'll have to uh, crank that out. So uh, anyhow, I just wanted to mention that. And one more thing, we have a new daily rush video that's up. Uh, it's called a gift for Preston's wife. It says Preston is having trouble finding a gift for his wife. Steve suggests something that'll knock her socks off. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember it, it. exactly what it was, but there is a um, there's a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> digitized or what would you call that? Uh, uh, pixelated? A pixelated picture of what looks like it might be a dildo <laughs> uh, on this uh, little info sheet that I have before me. So you can watch it now at PrestonAndSteve.com and is sponsored by Punchline Philly Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. It is now 10 o'clock. It is time to do this. 93.3 WMMR presents No Sandor. All right, here's your word. Worth $500. Don't miss your opportunity to win it right now. The word is wallet. Spelled W-A-L-L-E-T. Where you're going to put that 500 You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Three ways to do it. Number one, via text to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or to be automatically entered for the $10,000 grand prize as well. Enter the MMR, enter on the MMR app or at WMMR.com. The word wallet, W-A-L-L-A-T. Uh, one random winner is going to get five hundred bucks in this company-wide contest, and that person will get a call from Beasley. So be sure to answer your phone. Contest rules at WMMR.com. I'll give you that word one more time. It's wallet. Good luck to you. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by Horizon Services. They take the stress out of your winter heating problems by taking $50 off any heating repair. Two-year guarantee include. You can visit horizonservices.com. A man with 20 cases pending in Superior Court and who led police in a weapon to a weapons stockpile on his property was arrested after police said he violated the conditions of his release on bond. Namely, here's how he violated the conditions of his release. Removed his court-appointed GPS bracelet and mailed it to the Office of Probation. Hmm. You're not supposed to do that. No. Why would you mail it back to them yeah. if you don't want them to know about it? The man, Michael Gramagna, was arrested. He was charged with 11 counts of failure to appear, one count of violation of his protective order. He was. Well, I didn't want to steal it. He was <laughs> held in lieu of 5.3 million dollars. Jesus. Wow. Uh, the state police said they learned that uh, Gramegna had removed his GPS device 
and worked collaboratively with the FBI and the Manchester Police Department to find and arrest him. Oh, Gramegna. Uh, and uh, he had he was charged with third-degree strangulation, third-degree assault, secondary unlawful restraint, and disorderly conduct. Other than that, he's probably a nice yeah, guy. Yeah, he's probably a pretty yeah. decent guy. Uh, they ordered him to surrender 21 guns that were registered to him. Uh, while police had seized guns and ammunition from him, they learned that he hadn't given up all of his weapons and additional guns were still on the property. But maybe mailing in his GPS device... This thing's uncomfortable. ...wouldn't uh, be a good idea if you yeah. wanted to stay incognito. People in a neighborhood of Shefford, UK, say a silver VW Golf car has been parked in the same spot on George Street since December of 2019 and has become an eyesore. One of the car's tires is now flat. The inside of the car is full of litter. Residents have reported the car on several occasions to various local authorities, but nothing was done. So, last month, when the silver car had been parked there for a year, they threw the car a birthday party. (laughs) They covered the car in party decorations, including happy birthday banners, balloons tied to the wing mirrors, and a white sheet taped across the windshield reading, Happy One Year. I freak out when there's... I've had it happen a couple times where there's a vehicle that just... Like a dumpy vehicle that's parked and you wonder if it's abandoned. Uh Yeah, yeah. You know, it's an eyesore. Uh, The hope is that drawing attention to the car will lead to something being done about it. Hasn't been done yet, but they're working on that. You remember, I think it was when Mayor Street was in office and they had done a tally of cars and it was like... 40,000 yeah. abandoned cars around Philadelphia. We had a truck outside our, a rotting pickup truck outside our house on this, right across from our street, side street. And everyone, everyone walking and go, what is with this thing? And eventually yeah. just disappeared. Yeah. 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 Thank God. A male nurse in Indonesia has been suspended after admitting that he stripped off his personal protective equipment to have sex in the toilet with a man who was infected with COVID-19. Oh, so he followed all the guidelines. <laughs> <laughs> The National Nurses Association said it is true that there has been a suspected incident of a same-sex relationship between a health worker and a COVID-19 patient at the Wisma uh, Atlet Emergency Hospital. Uh, He said the nurse must follow legal processing. Stay six feet apart, wash Uh, your hands, and have sex with gay lovers in the bathroom. uh, The incident in Jakarta came uh, to light when the patient had boasted about his rump. On his Twitter account on Friday. Oh, what a good day. He uploaded a screenshot of WhatsApp messages between the horny couple, including details about lubricants and the size of their genitals. Mm. The well, patient, that's what I'd talk about. patient also posted an image of the nurse's PPE lying on the floor as the pair got it on. I thought you'd say PPE. No, the uh, case has been transferred to the Central Jakarta Police. Uh, the patient continues to undergo isolation at the athlete's house, referring to a former Olympic athlete's accommodation village that was transformed into a coronavirus hospital. The two men were later administered coronavirus tests. The patient was still found to be positive, while the nurse, the nurse was negative. The nurse. The nurse. <laughs> it's a type of medical individual. A nurse. Yeah. I am a nurse. Yeah. A nurse. I'm a nurse. I'm between a nurse and a doctor. Yeah. A nurse. A Grand Rapids woman is thankful to be around this holiday season after a car plowed into her home. Wood panels are now up at Mary Scanlon's home. Uh, They're a reminder of what happened last Wednesday. So she was drinking coffee, waiting for her daughter to drop off her grandson around 7.45 a.m. When a car slammed into her house, her... (laughs) 
and her quote was, all of a sudden the wall exploded. I just remember looking down, and I had a VCR on my chest. <laughs> That's kind of cool, though. I'm more shocked she still has the a VCR. VCR. <laughs> Mary's I'm, sister. I'm just going to put one of the tapes of the matlock in there, and then I'll... Mary's sister went outside to see what happened. That's when she noticed a younger kid drove about four feet inside to the home. I can't find my beeper. She said, uh, my partners got there first and were able to remove the debris, but we were able to see that she had quite a significant laceration to her left shin and just above her right eye. Where's my pet rock? At first, Mary wanted to stay home, but paramedics told her she needed to go to the hospital, and now she has 10 stitches in her forehead and 12 in her right leg. So oh, it could have been much worse, though. She needed to go yeah, to the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was also her 65th birthday. Man, she's probably going to get another VCR. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you should hope so. Well, unwrap this. It's another VCR. All right, and we'll just wrap it up there. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. We're going to take a break. Uh, we're going to give another one of these $25 gift. Well, you know what? First, let me remind you of the uh, word that we have for no sad dough. It's wallet. All right, W-A-L-L-E-T. And you have 15 minutes till after the hour to enter that. So get on it. There's like seven and a half minutes left. Uh, you can do it through our contest short code number 45911. Or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it with the MMR app or at WMMR.com. Now I want to give away our last gift card. $25 gift card for caller number 15 at 215-263-WMMR. Uh, and that is for our friends at the Old State Tavern, 38 State Road in Media. Their website is oldstatetavern.com. Serving ice cold Bud Light and great food, including their legendary wings. So 215-263-WMMR. Caller 15, you get it. We'll take a break. Come back in a second. Lesson question, lesson question, trash and music news on the way. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I'm going to do the lesson question. I'm going to pose the question to you. We are going to give away a Fandango Now rental code for the premiere video on demand release of News of the World with Tom Hanks. Uh, so let's give you one that wasn't that long ago. Sometimes we go back really early in the morning, but we'll, we'll do this one uh, later in the show. And you have to pronounce this correctly. According to Rocky, which female organs do men not have? You remember how to pronounce that? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. According to Rocky, which female organs do men not have? 215-263-WMMR. Call now. We'll do the trash while you are calling. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. Let's check the stories. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, some interesting stuff. Khloe Kardashian getting some Instagram love from Tristan Thompson after she posted a sexy selfie. And he commented, quote, my queen. Thompson then added, to this day, the only woman I've ever seen take a hoagie sideways. <laughs> oh, my God. It's over for Love Island USA couple Celie Vasquez and Johnny Middlebrooks, who yesterday announced they had split up. Yeah, I know. Vasquez opined that though they had forged their love together in paradise, it was sharing a studio apartment with a Murphy bed that tore it apart. Oh, my God. And finally, Zendaya on the cover of GQ revealing that she was stunned to find out that so many people in Hollywood initially assumed she was cold and mean. The actress explained, saying she's very shy, and many of the talentless hack bastards were too stupid to see it. 
That's your Hollywood trip. <laughs> All righty. Let's see if somebody knows the answer to the question today. According to Rocky, which female organs do men not have? Ooh. And we are going to go to John to see if he knows the answer. Hey, John, good morning. What's up, bitches? Yo, bitch. <laughs> All right. So what uh, What female organs do men not have? Uh, they don't have uteruses. Uteruses. Yeah. Well done, John. One moment, we are going to give you the Fandango Now rental code for the premium video on-demand release of News of the World. Critics are calling News of the World a towering piece of movie making. Tom Hanks is magnificent from director Paul Greengrass. And Universal Pictures presents Tom Hanks and News of the World rated PG-13 in theaters now on demand uh, this Friday, January 15th. Let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. We will begin with, uh, let's see, I thought uh, this one was kind of fun. Uh, Corey Taylor, who we've had on the program before, yes, shared a teaser for the official music video for his single called Samantha's Gone on Twitter. Fans can check out the full video, which features a guest appearance by Steel Panther. Hey. Awesome. Which will be tomorrow. You'll be able to see the full video. That's great. I love Steel Panther. I do, too. Uh, you can find the video online at thecorytaylor.com. Samantha's Gone is featured on Taylor's debut solo album, CMFT, which was released in October. You know, there's a fair amount with Steel Panther, uh, Sid Wilder. She did a video with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, I do know that. Uh, Third Man Records will release Vault Package, number 47, Jack White, live at the Masonic Temple. And fans can sign up for the package now through January 31st. This recording of his July 30, 2014 show at Detroit's Masonic Temple is presented over four colored LPs inside a custom slipcase cover. Uh, the package also includes a exclusive 7-inch featuring uh, White's 2020 Saturday Night Live performance, which was pretty wild. Uh, 38-song set and spans his entire recording career. Uh, this is at the live show. It includes covers of Beck's Devil's Haircut, Zeppelin's Lemon Song, Hank Williams' Ramla Man, and Junior Wells' Hoodoo Man. Uh, so that is available. Uh, despite having performed Nirvana songs on special occasions, Dave Grohl maintains that he's not comfortable uh, ever singing the late Kurt Cobain's lyrics in public. He said, I wouldn't feel comfortable singing a song that Kurt sang. I feel perfectly at home playing those songs on the drums. And I love playing with them with Chris and uh, Pat and other another, another vocalist. And I still have dreams that we're in Nirvana, that we're still in a band. Um, I, uh, He said, um, I still dream that there's an empty arena waiting for us to play, but I don't sit down at home and run through Smells Like Teen Spirit by myself. It's just a reminder that the person who is responsible for those beautiful songs is no longer with us. It's bittersweet. Uh, Dave, who went on to recall his first bonding with Kurt upon joining Nirvana in 1990, and he said, when I first joined the band, it was so much fun. I lived on the couch in Kurt's living room. We rehearsed in a barn. Mm. We set up our gear and played those songs, and people bounced around and got hot and sweaty. I really loved the connection and the appreciation that Nirvana's audience had. I tell you, this music's Nirvana. Hey! hey. With the band. <laughs> uh, let's see. During a chat with Tim McGraw, Bruce Springsteen spoke candidly about his workout regimen. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Sounds like he's, he's, like, uh, like he's not willing to really discuss things. I want to say it's an honor meeting Quick Draw McGraw. Right. 
Uh, the boss, who is now... <laughs> no, I'm Tim McGraw. Who is now 70... Yeah, I thought you need to look like a horse. Who is now 71, uh, could easily be uh, mistaken for a man 25 years younger. I explained how he keeps in such fantastic physical shape, saying the biggest thing is diet, diet, diet. He said, I don't eat too much, and I don't eat bad food, except for every once in a while when I want to have some fun for myself. So I think anybody that's trying to get in shape, exercise is always important, of course, but diet is 90% of the game. Yeah, Tim McGraw's pretty cut up. Uh, well, this is Bruce. I know. About. Yeah. So that's why they're trading their little diet secrets. Uh, Bruce, whose bandana and buffed up pumping iron biceps came to define the mid-1980s, admitted, I don't do that much right now, meaning uh, lifting weights. He said, I lift a little weight to stay toned. And I kangaroo yoga. He said, I may get on the treadmill. I walk, but I don't run anymore. But he does try to stay active and watches what he eats. And finally, the self-titled Go-Go's 2020 career-spanning documentary is set for Blu-ray release on February 5th. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. Uh, the critically acclaimed Allison Eastwood film chronicles the L.A. band from the city's punk scene all the way to the upper reaches of the Billboard charts while delving into their ugly split and eventual reunion. Unless we forget that MMR plays a part in that yep. because the, uh, the uh, some of the concert footage uh, was uh, given with permission from WMMR. Yeah, yeah, the recordings were used uh, from MMR, which is pretty cool. And that's what I have in music news. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment, get ready to wrap the whole thing up. Make sure you stay with us. We'll give you the details on No Sad Dough. There's plenty more money to be won. Be right back. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's band is Party Muscles. Your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. A beautiful morning. And wouldn't it be wonderful? Wouldn't it just be fantastic if you walked out of this beautiful day... Five hundred dollars richer? Wouldn't that be awesome? It would be great. Yeah, be but do you think that's going to happen? I don't know, John. You think that's going to happen? Absolutely. What'd you do, man? I uh, just text in the keyword to MMR and won five hundred dollars. That's how we do it. Excellent, John. Uh, where are you from, man? PA. From where? Hatfield. From Hatfield. Excellent. Nice job. And uh, what do you do, John? Uh, I drive for a uh, a local uh, car company. All car right. I got yeah. you. All good, man. You've been an MMR listener for many days? Absolutely. Probably at least 10 years. Excellent. That. Well, we appreciate it. Just a, a little nod, a little thank you is what we do with the uh, No Sad Dough. So we got $500 to pass along to you, my friend. Thanks so much for listening, John. We appreciate it. Thank you. You guys rock. Excellent. Bye. All right. Yay! One five hundred dollars, and you don't have one more chance today. You don't have two more chances. You don't have three more chances. You have five more chances today alone to win five hundred bucks. I love the fact that we're knocking this out seven times a day. It's crazy. Yeah. So uh, Pierre will have your next shot, and that will be at noon. Essentially, just think eight a.m. and then the uh, uh, on the even hours up until eight p.m. 
So it's uh, almost like we're printing money, but we're not. We're giving away legitimate money, actual money. Yeah. yeah. So you can spend this money if you like. Uh, it's so legal tender. We will have that coming up in a little while, and we're not done. What? No, 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 no. It's Tattoo Day. Yeah. So I guess we better get a winner for that. Winning a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing is Eric Reich from nice. Phoenixville. Yeah. Nice job, Eric. You get yourself some Preston and Steve Inc., courtesy of Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. By the way, they are located at 1729 South Street, Philadelphia. Want to check out some of their artists and their work? Samples are available at floatingworldtattoos.com. Their Instagram handle is at floatingworldtattoos as well. So, congratulations. I'd like to thank Deuces Rogers for coming on the show today. Yay! Just checking in with Deuces. Uh, he's great. And we talked to uh, Doug Peterson getting fired yesterday. We got our two cents from uh, Deuces, so we appreciate that. And we also had uh, a coach on. Uh, Elaine uh, Vigneault was on the program yes. today. From your Philadelphia Flyers. And their season starts tomorrow night. And he's a great guy. It was good to talk to him. And I want to thank Old State Tavern. Yeah! For bringing by all the food and all the giveaways. And don't forget, they serve incredible food made with the freshest ingredients, all offered at reasonable prices. If you want to check out their menu or place a takeout order, you can visit OldStateTavern.com. And they are located in the great town of Media, PA, in Delaware County. So thank you very much. Pierre is here. Good morning to you. And to you, good morning. How's life? Uh, Excellent. Nice. Happy to hear that. How are you kids? Doing well. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess we can do the letter of the day if you're ready to go with that. I am. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter. A is in Arnold. All right. And we now have two letters. We're going to need three more. Winner, simple prize, $300 cash. And I think you could use that as well. So if you don't win the... Uh... That's you! Yeah, sorry. I, was, I turned up the tattoo. That'll happen. I turned it off. Uh, I don't know why. I was still... I turned it off. No one was aware. No one was aware. All right. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> Situation. I know. Uh, what's up on the show today, man? A finer in impersonation of Rocky. You would be hard pressed. Yes, very by. true. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Uncanny. Yeah. Uh, uncanny. I mean, uh, he becomes Rocky. Yeah. Well, no, he does. He inhabits Rocky. By the way, if there is an uncanny, is there a canny? <laughs> there is a canny. Okay, I yes. wasn't sure. Canny. What does no. canny mean? A canny. Uh, um, Opposite. Uh, uncanny means had... exactly the same, right? We have the can yeah, can really does. Now. Like he, he cannily. Yeah. Wait. It, there's a can can sale. Can- you remember right has a can can. has been going on for thirty years. What? It's like Toyota Thon. Yeah. It actually never ends. Here is the dictionary. Here's the definition of canny: having or showing shrewdness and good judgment, especially in money or business matters. So it's not opposite. No, no. Something is uncanny. It's it's within the same realm. Right. Some of those words are are very. Okay. Yeah. Then I'm using it wrong. You're showing unshrewdness and bad judgment. <laughs> yeah, because right. uncanny I've always used as as it's the same. But it's, you're it's not. identical. Un- but yeah. it's, if, it, that, it doesn't that's really mean that. Uncanny impression. Yeah. So, so uh, you know. It's spot on. I think, yes, people have always assumed that that's the, that it's it got to be. That, you know, I'm kind of a, a bit of a wordsmith. I've always used are. it that way, yeah. Yeah, and you're great up, with words. Nick, look up uncanny. It's okay. Po- it's possible. Uh, I've been... 
well, using it incorrectly. Oh, I've heard it used that way. You don't even have to do that. You can just look up antonyms on. It's right here. The definition is here. But wait a minute. Seeming to have a supernatural character or origin is what uncanny means. Being beyond what is normal or expected. Yeah. Suggesting superhuman or supernatural powers. Uncanny X-Men. Right, right. Ah. So if you say that it's uncanny, it's un- almost right. otherworldly. It's unbelievable. Okay, but see, that's not I, what uncanny is. I'd never put. No, it's no. not. <laughs> so why would it wouldn't? Because the prefix "un" would seem to suggest opposite, correct? Right. Or, or, I'm, I'm my head hurts. Well, not when to you... confuse matters, but what about gruntled and disgruntled? Right, disgruntled. Yeah. Because we heard disgruntled all the time, but I'm feeling very gruntled today. Yeah, yeah. you look I gruntled. Mean, thank you. You look wonderfully um, gruntled. And I'm, uh, you know, but you don't ever hear that. You ever yeah. hear the song? A gruntled worker had a great day today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. He brought donuts to the yeah. office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, he was so gruntled. <laughs> you ever hear uh, Uncanny by Hall & Oates? It's a good song. You know what? Uh, no, no. It's, yeah, it's uh, 70s era Hall & Oates, and uh, they sing the, a song about something being uncanny. You ever hear Man Eater? Man Eater's a good song, too. Yeah. yeah. I also like uh, Private Eye. You ever Eyes. seen the Blue Man Group? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just oh, read both of the Smurfs. Yeah, yeah. Ever yeah. seen a musical? Yeah, I have. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know it's good music. Yeah. Huh. Yep. I like flavor. Okay. Ever been to a diner? <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we go. were actually talking about the word uncanny. We were. So I was trying yeah. to, you know. It's an uncanny conversation that we're having. Thank you. Give me two seconds. We're going to back it up here just a second. And then i got to get to the rewind. Pierre, what's on the show today? <laughs> Thank you for asking, Preston. It's a tight show as usual. It's going to be Rod Stewart, Rob Zombie, and Eagles. Ooh, Rob over Zombie. And out. Over, I got a tight show. Got to go. Out. Are I you know. going from Rod John Stewart into to Rob Zombie? I don't know. I haven't figured right. it out yet. <laughs> uh, well, because Rod Stewart and Eagles are both on the older side, I'll probably put Rob Zombie in the middle. Right. So because Rod had a birthday, was it yesterday, the day before? And uh, or maybe it's today or tomorrow. Rob, Rob's birthday is today. Rob's birthday and Rob you know, Zombie, Zombie and maybe Eagles have a birthday. You know they perf- they well, formed a they super don't. group for a while. Rob Zombie and Rod Stewart. It was Rod Zombie. Rod I didn't know Zombie. that. Yeah, Rod Zombie. Damn, I thought I'd seen everybody. Uh, yeah, was that where they were a very gruntled group though? They were, yeah, yeah, very gruntled. They got along gruntled. wonderfully. All right, I want to thank our sponsors. The press. Danny, I tell you. This may be the last day we have these sponsors. Okay, brought to you by Acme Markets Fresh Foods, local flavors. Also brought to you today by LASIK Experts. Book your free LASIK consultation today at LASIKexperts.com. Uh, and tomorrow, what? A text just came in. This conversation is very whelming. Yes. <laughs> Over or under? I don't know. All right, anyway. Uh, tomorrow we go live on Fox Good Day. We'll yes. have stuff to give away. No sad, bro, because no sad dough continues. That's it. We are done. Ray John, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. No, it never put... Well, it's no. not... I would, it, so why... With more Steve Preston podcast show podcast. I'm, I'm going to do... Because <laughs> the pre... Unfix seemed to signal... Would opposite suggest... Right. Or... Correct? Or... or, or 